0: Welcome to Stories with Soul. I am your host, Jamie Ice, musician turned entrepreneur and co-founder of 6th Ave Homes and 6th Ave Storytelling. Over the past 10 years, I have launched multiple successful businesses and have become obsessed with all things entrepreneurship and marketing. I've been on a personal quest to unpack what it takes to make and grow a great brand. One thing that I've discovered is that stories are powerful and that storytelling has the power to set a brand apart. Join me as I dive into the stories of the heavy-hitting leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and business owners in our community to hear their biggest wins, greatest losses, and their best business secrets. There's a story behind every great brand. Welcome to Stories with Soul. Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6th Ave Storytelling, an organic marketing company building standout brands on the foundation of story. We help small businesses grow by crafting and sharing their stories because when small business thrives, cities and communities prosper. Stories with Soul is brought to you by the Fort Worth Business Press, your source for news and business information in and around Fort Worth. Sign up for the Business Press's twice-daily newsletter or become an insider using the storytelling coupon code STORYTELLING10, all one word, to stay up to date with the people, companies, and issues that matter most to Fort Worth. Head to fortworthbusiness.com. Uh, to subscribe. I am a huge fan of the business press. I've been a subscriber for years. It keeps me up to date with everything that is going on in Fort Worth. Love it. Go subscribe for the newsletter. You won't regret it. All right, guys. Welcome to Stories with Soul. I am your host, Jamie Ice. I'm joined by my co-host, Jimmy Williams. And we have... The lovely, the queen of design oh. of of Fort Worth of like the nation, actually. Like yeah. it used to be like That's the queen really of design nice. in Fort Worth and now like the Queen of Design in America. <laughs> uh Grace Mitchell. I am stoked you're here. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read read a little bit of your bio. Okay. Put you put you on the spot because it's it's freaking cool. So she is you are the star of your very own tv show a design series called one of a kind on hgtv and discovery uh this is an interesting tidbit that i read about it but the show made hgtv history as the first program to ever go straight to a series without a pilot i want to hear more about that uh you had a successful season one and you're going into season two no we did season two season two way to be informed my my
1: information is wrong
0: (laughs) Season three. Yeah. So that's a really big deal.
1: Thanks for watching, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm failing at this intro. Uh you also starred on the on the television series Design at Your Door mm-hmm. with uh Tiebreaker with Ty Pennington. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're you've appeared on the Food Network. Your work has been showcased in House Beautiful Magazine, the Los Angeles Time, Country Living Magazine, Better Homes and Garden, H E T V Magazine, Domino, Southern Living, L People, The Boston Globe, like that's a, a a really really big deal. You recently launched a full home decor collection at the at home stores, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Like, I've been getting like things in my mail for that. What's like <laughs> it's your face on there? And we went in and bought like Christmas ornaments recently. And like, oh, thank you. I'm like, that's my friend Grace. Yeah. She's in there. Anyways, it's it is, so we've known each other for a long time. Long time. And I, I'm, jazz, I'm just jazzed to have this conversation and hear what that journey has been like, because your life looks drastically different than it did
2: 15, <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Whenever that
2: was. We were talking before we got started on when was the first time we all kind of met, and Grace, you had a great story about Jamie, their first memory of Jamie, <laughs> whenever you actually met, or I guess heard of him. It was the first time when, when he was in high school, right? And yeah. You were, I knew yeah.
1: high school Jamie. High school.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I thought we met when I was like 20, like and 20 or 21. You, So I know Jamie, you know, high school, but you actually knew Jamie before me even. Yeah. And we call it the pre and post curly hair Jamie.
1: <laughs> That's right. I knew Jamie with his old hair. Yeah. And um, I was a, a K Life leader, which was a Christian group here for junior high and high school students. And I was in college at the time, so I had a group. And the, my group was around of girls, mm-hmm. was around the same age as Jamie, and yeah. who you know was a little bit of a heartthrob.
2: Yeah, of course, and, such uh, a heartthrob. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's true. And uh, I, so I recall very distinctly that Jamie one summer did not made a bet with his buddy to not wash his hair and. It eventually fell out and then it grew back very blonde and very curly. <laughs> and, you know, even as a, a college student, I retained the story because it was one of the most amazing transformations I'd ever
0: seen. We, we had a bed so you could go the longest without taking a shower or shower, a bath. And we were both lifeguards at Colonial Country uh-huh. Club. So we just jump in the pool every in day. In the pool, right. And my hair f- started falling out because I got a fungus apparently.
2: Like in clumps, uh, chunks, big chunks falling out yeah, of your head. Yeah,
0: Super. Im- Anyways, it grew back super curly but anyways we we, that's not what we're here to talk about today (laughs) but but that blew my mind i didn't realize we like we go back way 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 back Mm -hmm. but okay so so here here's where i'd love to start so what my first recollection of like meeting you which i guess was before that because you're Mm my high school girlfriend's gay life leader (laughs) but you you, before you did design you were an asl teacher you worked before Mm -hmm. with isd yeah you you and, and and we we went to church together and I was in the worship band. Right. And you would do sign like you would sign uh the music during the during the services. Yeah. And so I have all these memories of of kind of with the worship band, us being backstage and all the, you know, every every Sunday and some of the events and stuff. I thought that was when we first met, but 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 going from That background is and that's what you did. You study that in college. Yes. So that's what
1: I studied in college And so I was a teacher in the Fort Worth ISD. I taught deaf um, High school students for a time and then deaf middle school students the longest for a few years Mm -hmm. And then I I got my master's and then I was a language therapist for deaf and hard of hearing babies ages zero to three Where I would go into people's homes and typically they had just found out that their child was deaf So I would sort of walk them through that, you know The different routes you can go whether you get a cochlear implant or you just do straight sign um, and then, uh, I wanted to be an audiologist. So I started, uh, working on my doctorate when we got pregnant with our first child. And I thought that I would go you, back. You
0: went back to school.
1: Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. I really love school.
0: <laughs> so, but, okay. But, but your life is drastically different oh, now to yeah. go
1: from that mm-hmm. to your own HGTV show. Right. Well, it's funny because I, I, Loved a lot of different things in college. I went in um, as a dance major, actually.
0: Okay. And where, where are you from originally?
1: I'm from Arlington.
0: Okay. So you're, lo- you're local.
1: I'm local. Yeah. And so I changed my major a bunch of different times. And for a time, my major was interior design. And my advisor told me that I should change my major because it was a dying field. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Interior design. Funny? Yeah. That is And so, so awesome. he was like,
1: you know, people are just doing their own you know, like they are DIYing. What a terrible
0: <laughs> teacher. You should change it. This is a dying scene. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I I changed it and um I took sign language as my foreign language and I just loved it. And what, so why did you do that? I just I'd taken Spanish all through high school and I just thought sign language is really it's very expressive and mm-hmm. I'm very expressive. And it was just such a beautiful language and mm-hmm. so I ended up finding a field that I could use. my. And
0: so there's in. no like personal story of anybody that's deaf or anything. You just like, I no. like this. I thought, and you have, you have a very like giving spirit and giving mm-hmm. personality. And like, and, and so it made sense. Like,
1: yeah. And I really loved it. I loved my students and, um, I'm still in contact with some of them. One of them works, works at Torchies actually. And so I'll go in there and
0: oh, that's fun. talk with him. Yeah. And so
1: yeah, that's how I ended up signing at church because, uh, at the time we had some, uh, a Pretty decent sized deaf group there, and
0: you were br- you were bringing some students. I uh-huh. think I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah,
1: so it was a neat that was a neat time of my life.
0: So for sure. so dabbled in interior design a little bit in college, uh-huh. kind of interested. Then your mm-hmm. professor was like, "Get out of here!" Right, switched it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then, uh, well, actually, let's t- can we go back a little further? Yeah. So like <laughs> Grace growing up in Arlington, t- t- can you tell us about your family? Like, oh, back, um, what was growing up like?
1: Totally. Well, I'm one of four. I have okay. all brothers, I have three brothers. And um, a lot of people think that when you grow up with brothers, you're sort of the princess of the family. And I can guarantee you right now, I could talk you to the ground. <laughs> I can throw a pretty mean spiral. And were you younger? So I am number, out of the four of us, I'm number two. Okay. So, and there's a pretty big gap between my oldest brother and I in age. And so we sort of share the only child role Mm -hmm. or the oldest child, not only, the oldest child. Yeah. And then I've got two brothers underneath me. So I'm very close with my brothers. Um, And uh, I was pretty, um, I know that that a lot of people say this. And whenever I tell people this, they say, oh, Grace, I'm sure it wasn't that bad. And then I show them a picture and they'll, they'll say, oh, Grace, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I know. Yeah. So it was pretty like elementary school is pretty rough for me. I got made fun of a lot. Um, why'd I was you, brace, face face grace make... all through school. Why'd you I just get was fun kind of? of a horrendous looking child. I
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, you were just ugly. Like, like you're dressed? I mean, like, kind u- of, I like mean, dirty.
1: <laughs>
2: I... <laughs> <The> dirty kid.
1: <laughs> no, no, not at all. My, my mom was on top of all those okay. things okay. um but i just like when my teeth came in instead of growing like down, they grew out. And so (laughs) I could do all sorts of really cool tricks, but I just, you know, (laughs) I just looked kind of weird. Like gangly, like teeth everywhere. I'm very tall. I'm 5'10". And, you know, so I just was really tall, really fast. And I have a lot of hair Uh and I wore a headgear.
3: Oh, man. Headgear. (laughs) I remember the headgear.
1: (laughs) Yeah. all You know, so really my life changed around my sophomore, junior year of high school and I just sort of grew into my face, I say sometimes. Like, <laughs> I just, I kind of have a big face. And it just, you know, when you have a tiny little body and a tiny little neck and a huge face, it just takes a while for, you know, you just to kind of balance proportions
2: out. Proportions to yeah. make sense. So
1: yeah. eventually I was more proportionate.
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so
0: did, did that impact, I mean, you were, you were very, as long as I've known you, bubbly, mm-hmm. high energy, mm-hmm. charismatic. Did some of that come from you because you had to... Overcompensate a little like, or like, were you always that way? Were you um, always?
1: I mean, I think that I, you know, well, in my, in my, uh, right after college, or I was actually kind of still in college, but I was working full time. Um, I had a terrible car accident and, mm. um, really oh, thought that my that. life was over. You know, I was in a wheelchair and, um, I was told that I probably couldn't have children. And so I, You know 22 my life drastically changed Mm. and so um, I think that that impacted a lot of how I am but I yeah I was I've always been very like cheerful and bubbly Um, but I just want uh, I I think part of it is that I felt um, so unseen for Mm. so long and you know couldn't really like express myself like I wanted to because You know, when you're when you're bullied like that, you just sort of go into your own little box. So um, once I had the self-confidence to sort of grow out of that, um, I just feel I just want I want everybody that comes into contact with me to feel seen.
2: Mm -hmm. Hmm. Do you feel like that that like was a part of your heart in the sign language as well? Definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Just communicating and expressing yourself and um you know all those things are really important to me and all, and something that people don't understand a lot, a lot of deaf people in general mm-hmm. is that most of them like 80% of them uh their families don't know how to communicate with them they don't know sign language oh, wow. or and so you know they'll pass notes or things or they can make little him so it's animations. isolating yeah but you know for middle school students and high school students that I also worked with um you know, you guide them through a lot of life because they start, especially in middle school, you know, and, and I was in my early twenties when I was teaching early mid twenties when I was teaching. And so they would ask a lot of questions, you know, oh, yeah. middle school, middle
2: school questions. Yeah.
1: And, but I knew that if I didn't explain that, you know,
2: how things worked, how, how the world right. works. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So no one's going to tell you know, them exactly. Yeah. Like who's going to tell them who's going to share this information. So, wow. um, it's <laughs> really interesting. <laughs> uh, So, yeah, I just I want people to feel special that I Mm -hmm. see. So Mm I'm I'm you know, I'm not big on small talk. I sort of dig into people and I like I like knowing who people are
3: Mm -hmm.
0: When, when you were, were you creative when you were younger? Yes,
1: very. Like I, um, my Barbie house was tricked out. (laughs) Okay, so you
0: were decorating. Yes. You were designing then.
1: Yes, loved it. Very creative. My mom really encouraged art for all of us. Um, so I went to art camp every summer and was always super creative. I was always making things, um, My family teases me, but I used to make these things. My my brothers called them wads, but I would make Kleenex like
2: (laughs) Like a Kleenex sculptures.
1: <laughs> and I would write things on oh, it and them. <laughs> anyway, my brother, my older brother, still has one and I wrote, you know, some Bible verse on it or something.
2: You that. should introduce that into your online <laughs> store now. I need yeah, you to design like, a house um, where there's just sculptures just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the yeah, on sculptures. a wall somehow. Yeah,
1: but I was always <laughs> making houses. I would make these incredible houses out of just scrap things I would find. And I would trade my lunch at school for craft supplies a lot of times, too. Sorry, no. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I ever even told her that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. What were you do, you? do you remember what you were doing with
1: that stuff? Yeah, I would just make fat, you know, sew things with fabric uh-huh. and put things together. And
0: and so they encourage that in you. Like they. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. This episode of Stories with Soul is brought to you by Sixth Ave Storytelling. Sixth Ave Storytelling, we know that stories aren't just for bedtime, they're powerful marketing tools, and we've seen what they can do. want to see for yourself download our free pdf the storytelling pathway on our website sixavstorytelling.com it's everything your business needs to be successful this is what i've used to grow my businesses and hundreds of others it's a strategy that has led to number one albums built large followings and has helped generate millions of dollars in revenue thousands of leads and tons and tons of traffic. I've seen client after client reach their goals, which is why I'm crazy excited to share it with you today. I'm offering this for free because it's my personal mission to support small business owners and entrepreneurs no matter where they are at on their journey. Because small businesses are the heartbeat of a city and they really are what make it special. Sixth Avenue Storytelling has helped brands across the country grow their business using these exact steps. Head to sixthappstorytelling.com and download the storytelling pathway to get your step-by-step guide today. Stories with Soul is brought to you by Fort Worth Business Press. The Fort Worth Business Press has been instrumental for me as a business owner. They were actually the first publication to ever cover Sixth Avenue Homes and also Sixth Avenue Storytelling, which were huge, huge wins for our companies. I also have been following along for years. I've been a subscriber. It has allowed me to keep up to date with everything that is happening in the business community and see what other business owners are doing and just stay involved in all sort of the economic development of what is happening in Fort Fort Worth. If you are in any way involved in business, you should go subscribe and sign up for their publication, uh, sign up for their twice daily newsletter. And and, and they're actually offering a storytelling discount right now. If you listen to the podcast, become an insider using the storytelling code storytelling 10, all one word, lowercase to stay up to date with the people and companies and issues that matter most. Visit Press.com to sign up today. That's, were you, okay, I'm. I'm. this is a little bit of a loaded question because okay. my five-year-old is just constantly rearranging and moving <laughs> things. And like Christmas right now, like mm-hmm. she's taking ornaments and putting, like, they're like in her bed and stuff. It's like, stresses me out. Her room stresses me out because there's just stuff everywhere. Was that like, was that, was, uh, I'm looking for maybe affirmation. I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe she's going to be an interior designer because she's.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know. I think that definitely shows a creative spirit. People ask me about my room a lot. I never redesigned my room. Like my mom, like once it was done, it was done. Okay. And so I didn't really change. So it's more like
0: crafting. Yeah. Art Uh and stuff like that.
1: Right. I I never really put things on my walls. It just wasn't, (laughs) I don't know. It just wasn't a thing.
0: Okay. You did just, you care about vibe at all? Like when you got to college and stuff, like decorating your dorm room? Did you yeah, care that about? was really
1: fun. I cared about that. Uh-huh. I remember, and now it would be super hip, but I was an RA in school.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so I had vaulted. I built my bed up so it vaulted. And then I hung a hanging chair that I got at the old McCart thrift store oh, yeah, underneath oh, yeah. it. And now I would be so hip. But back then it was kind of weird, but <laughs> I
3: loved it.
1: <laughs> and I put Christmas lights underneath it in my dorm room. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: So so went to college though, and wound uh-huh. up finishing doing doing ASL American mm-hmm. Sign Language, and then went start and taught. Yep. And then I guess she left that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and it, so, at what point did you start to design? Was like a side hustle in the beginning, like just you we left went, off with having first first child. Yeah. First. Yeah. Child. Okay.
1: So so I thought doctors. that I would take right. I thought I would take. A semester off Mm -hmm. and then figure it out from there and then um we ended up having four kids in less than four years so
2: how how does that which does Um, the math add up on this it really does (laughs) there's no
1: twins (laughs) are are we sure yeah (laughs) they're all you know a year or a little over Uh apart and was that on purpose no okay um we planned our fourth child
2: You plan the fourth?
1: Yes. Because
2: yeah. you said, might as well, mm-hmm. you know, at this point. Well, you
1: know, we – I will tell you, we had a hard – we didn't have a hard time getting pregnant, but I had several miscarriages and mm-hmm. then okay. um, lost a lost a, a baby boy at at about four and a half months. Wow, so, yeah. you know, we just – like when I had signed on to do my doctorate, I just thought, okay, we're, maybe we're not going to have children and mm-hmm. I need to think about something else. So I will – throw myself into a project when i need to redirect my brain Mm -hmm. and so for me that was getting my doctorate and Mm -hmm. then we got pregnant with ellis uh, very surprisingly
0: and that's kind of like a miracle baby you're like this is a big deal
1: well we just um you know we had been told since i had you know lost a baby recently to just wait for a while Mm -hmm. and so we were waiting to like reassess and just trying not to think about it for a while and then we surprisingly we're pregnant with ellis and then with number two and number three i didn't know that i was pregnant until i was about four months along what oh, just wow. because you know Kitten was my husband's a doctor and yeah. he was in residency so he works like 80 to 100 hour weeks and yeah. he was just gone a lot and i had these babies and um you know when you're not planning to be pregnant and then you mm-hmm. get pregnant it you know so it just happened but i will say i have loved it i think it's Physically a little harder on the front end, but they are best, best buddies and like just a mm-hmm. little pack of kids, and they love each other. It's awesome.
0: And and I I read that y'all. Well, I know you don't now, but even even before <laughs> we're gonna get into the airstream thing here in a <laughs> second. uh But you, but you, y'all never own a TV, right?
1: No. Yeah. I mean, we haven't had a TV in a long time. Uh uh-huh. But so.
0: So you had these four little kids. Yeah. And.
1: It's like, I mean, I think it's a great, I just, you know, when you're, you see a lot of kids, especially when you're a teacher and, um, I even taught deaf preschool when I was in college for Fort Worth ISD. Uh, and I just, or you see families out and, and their kids are looking at an iPad. And so I just didn't want to do that. So like they, they entertain each, each other. yeah Yes.
3: That's so cool. Um,
1: but you know, when you have four kids, three and under, um, it's a, it's a pretty wild <laughs> yeah. ride, but I just, I've always felt so thankful that I got to have kids and to experience, I wanted mm-hmm. a big family and, and, um, we have a lot of activity.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cause you're coming from, I mean, getting a car wreck to maybe not having kids to having, I mean, complications is even, uh, not even a good word to use. I mean, just really a lot of, you know, tough things to right. then having four blessings, these mm-hmm. huge miracle blessings. And then, so it's kind of like this is amazing you yeah. know it doesn't you know it, it's you know i i feel and and sense a great like gratefulness coming from you just completely so mm-hmm.
1: i feel so grateful i really do and just even you know getting to take in like <laughs> sounds silly but there's not a time that i uh there's not a time that i don't go to a place like Roundtop. you know i love Roundtop. Mm-hmm. or um getting to go to a museum that i just i'm Just thinking, thank you, God, that I can see. Thank you that I can walk. Mm. Thank you. You know, like I just say that those kinds of things a lot.
0: How long were you? You you were in a wheelchair? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So it took me about, um, it took me almost a year to fully rehab. And I'm I'm a half inch shorter on one side now. So, um, you know, you sort of learn to walk and correct that. And Mm -hmm. I wore a lift in my shoe for a while to help with that. Mm
0: -hmm. So that was when you were 22. Uh Uh-huh. Man.
1: Yeah. I couldn't open my mouth for like six months. So I had to drink all my food through a straw.
0: Holy cow. (laughs) I feel like I remember this.
1: Yeah. I I don't know that I I knew
0: you well at that point. I think, I think we were doing, we were doing the worship band stuff Mm -hmm. a couple years later.
1: Yeah. So I I moved to Missouri for a while. Okay. And then when I moved back, that's when I was doing all the sign language. So I just moved back to Fort Worth. Okay. um, And... So, yeah, I mean, that, you know, to have something like that happen to you at such a pivotal time in your life where you're out of college, you're going to start this new life. Um, I mean, I hadn't graduated quite yet, but I was already working full time and finishing up a few hours. Um, And it just, you know, everything just changed.
0: Was there any big takeaways or lessons or things like things that you personally learned from that or like it changed my perspective on like...
1: Well, I mean, outside of just growing up really fast um, Mm -hmm. in a way, I mean, you know, I had to take care of, of, um, and of course I had a lot of people who loved on me, but you really have to decide. And I remember uh, a girl coming in, a a mentor to me at the time had come Mm -hmm. into the hospital um, because I was at JPS for months and months and she had come in and she had said, okay, it's okay to be sad, but you have to decide if you're gonna keep if you're gonna like live or not. Hmm. And um so that made such an impact on me. Wow. And, you know, okay, you know, so just fighting through all of those physical obstacles uh really just created um sort of a new fire in me to go hmm.
0: and keep going. Yeah. And and yeah. And I guess again, we met each other before that, mm-hmm. but like what I've always, like I said earlier, you've always have just had this energy and spark and and gratitude and just exuberance for life. And I would assume some of that is, is from coming out of, out of oh. that.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's really not a day that goes by that I don't thank God that I can use mm-hmm. my legs, yeah. walk around and get to, you know, just be, just be moving. That's
0: incredible. So, start having kids. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you stopped teaching, and you stop yes. you you put the doctorate on hold. You right. stopped. Did you stop working? Like,
1: so I, you know, I taught baby sign language classes. I taught at a deaf school for a little bit because I could bring the kids with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran a vintage furniture company for a while. So, I definitely had some some side hustles, but I had just had my fourth baby. So our kids were three, two, one, and under one. And for Christmas, Kent gave me a book. Um, and he, you know, cause I loved working on our house and we lived in this little old house and I just and, loved and, it. And so
0: was that your first sort of intro into doing design was y'all bought an old house? Right. And Kent was like, go yeah. make it awesome.
1: Well, he just had seen just my natural spark for that. Uh-huh. And so he had given me a notebook and, uh, he said, Um, how did he word it? He's so poetic. Um, he wrote something like, uh, show, you need to show other people your storied style. And that's where storied style.
0: Oh, he's the, he's the author of that. Yeah. Go I know.
1: And so he, he just said, you know, I want you to put pictures in there that inspire you or like write things down. And so from there I started, uh, you know, a blog, which, uh, I remember hearing about the word blog in graduate school because it was an extra credit. Like you could get extra credit if you started a blog. And I remember distinctly verbatim saying to my professor, what is a blog? Uh And she said, Oh, it's where you write down, um, your thoughts about things or what you're doing. And I said out loud, why would I ever do that?
2: (laughs) Uh Who? Who am Who? I that someone would care to read? Exactly. This?
1: Yeah. Like, why would I? Anyway, so funny. Fast forward. And I started a design blog back when there just weren't a ton of blogs. And mm-hmm. um, that was sort of my... You know? But were you
0: doing, before you even started, were you doing cool stuff? I mean, were you... I
1: mean, I was doing stuff to our house. And so I just started writing about our house.
0: And were, did people think it was cool? Like, yeah.
1: So it grew really fast. And
0: but, but people walking in your house like...
1: Yes. So I had a lot of comments like that. Or people asking me to help them. Um,
0: so you, you, you were doing it. You were kind of like mm-hmm. good at like... And I feel like part of your design is you take a lot of chances and risks. And mm-hmm. it's fun. Yeah. And so you were doing that on your own house. Right. And then he said you should write some of this down. So you started, started the
1: blog. Right. So started the blog. And um, then it just did really well. And uh, I started, you know, going to conferences and, um, you know, trying to get into this design World.
0: So, it, so, it, so, it was a point where, like, you you switched and you said, "Okay, I'm good at this. I want to pursue this mm-hmm. on a bigger level."
1: Right. And okay. I'd always loved design, and I wanted to do, you know, everything that I do. I want to do really, really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very uh, driven, motivated person, mm-hmm. and so I uh, started going to these conferences and eventually got a mentor, which is funny sorry, because um, I was meeting with this mentor and I really respected her and I still really respect her. But she told me, she said, you know, if you're going to be a designer, you have to stop making your design. So personal, you just got to roll through people and just keep it going. And I felt so discouraged because I thought, well, that's not really Mm -hmm. what I want to do. Like, I don't want to do this just to do it. I don't, I don't do things just to do them. It, it, for me, to want to do something, it needs to have meaning.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and that goes from when I was a teacher. Like, I really felt like I was impacting those people. And when I'm designing, I really feel like I'm impacting these people and putting something. It
0: wasn't about, about the money. It was No. Yeah.
1: Like putting something beautiful into the world or like, you know, making sure that these people feel comfortable
2: in their home and they feel like. That's personal to them. Exactly. That they'll enjoy. And then you, that that brings you the joy of, that's, that's why you're doing it. That's your right. why. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what, so, really quick, just to back up, how did you know, like, whenever you said it was working, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I started blogging and it started working. Like, what does that mean? Like, well, you just know, got so much like, like response from it. Right. comments? Like, The
1: world is so different now. I mean, you know, social media wasn't really mm. a thing really. Yeah. Um, but I just, I had a lot of, you know, back then to get advertisers on your blog, you had to have a certain number of views per month. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I knew if I was at, Three hundred thousand views a month. I could get this much in advertisers. You so know, you
2: were getting three hundred thousand views a month.
1: I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, some That's, it was
2: crazy. Like that. that's okay. crazy.
1: And this is you the know, way now we're talking. The world is way more saturated. Like you can't. It's
3: hard. Really I know, hard but that's, that's that what now. I'm saying.
2: Now that's like millions. You know, that's equivalent yeah, that's, to millions. But this all sounds. This all sounds like yeah. I just kind of did this thing. I just. <laughs> Uh, that that's what I want to know. How many but, blogs it, did you write? Like <laughs> how, how many? Well,
1: I wrote a post every day. So what I would hey, do hey, is day. I would take care of care of the kids all day. Okay. Uh-huh. I would put them down. Um, when Kent would go to bed, I would drink one or two cups of coffee. Uh-huh. At night, you're drinking cups of coffee. Yes, and I would write. Okay. That was I had four tiny kids. I couldn't do this during okay. the day, so I would so you're write. Staying up all night. Yeah, I would set it to post at like five a.m. So it would hit six a.m. Eastern time, and um and then I would just sleep for a few hours. And that's really what I did for years.
2: You only slept for a couple hours.
1: A few hours. Yeah.
2: Because you are writing, a bl- and that that's what I, well, I feel like we, anytime people like tell their story, there is like this time, we call it the grind time. The grind period. Yeah, grind period where it's like, it was like, yeah, and then this happened and it kind of like, I kind of made it. And then it was all this stuff happened and it was all great. Yeah. But people don't realize the amount of work and the effort it took you. I mean, so you're writing a blog post every single day. Mm-hmm how five days a week, five days a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five days. That's, so you're you're that's, treating it like a job. I mean, you're that's, yeah. that's oh, very... I was serious about it. And yeah. how many years did you do that?
1: I did that for about three years.
2: Yes. Okay. That is a ton <laughs> a of work of, and you're,
1: yeah.
0: you're working on your house. Mm-hmm. So is, is most of the blog about your,
1: most of it was about the house at that time. Okay. It's funny that you say that to me, because my husband all the time will say, you know, you sort of leave out that you've really worked at this. And also I didn't have a design background. I mean, I had a year of school. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I really just educated myself. I'm a big researcher, you know, I have a science background with my degree. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very, um, you know, as much of a creative as I am, I'm also very scientific. So I made it I made like a design course for myself to teach myself, Oh my gosh. you know, all the elements of design from scale and color and pattern and how all these things work together and all of these things. I sort of created a school for myself and educated myself on like how these books work.
0: or Google or books.
1: Okay, oh, yeah. so
0: you went and bought a bunch of books. Yes. So th- so there, there was a point in your head where you're like, because I'm into design. I'm like mm-hmm. going Loving hard. Loving it. I'm going hard and on I it. And I loved it. I'm buying a bunch of books. Right. <laughs> and...
1: Yes, so, and that was going pretty well. But as the world changed, you know, this world changes so fast. Yeah. And then there was a lot of blogs. So it just got harder to be competitive. And um, frankly, I was real tired.
3: And, okay. yeah.
1: and I remember the turning point was uh, I... Still had the vintage, vintage furniture business. But at that time, um, I had all of my items in a store in Dallas. And so, Kent and I, for our date night once a week, would drive my min- minivan load full of vintage furniture to Dallas. Well, there's one week that he couldn't do it. And so, I drove it. And I drove, and I, I also had a huge painting sounds so crazy. But I had a huge painting <laughs> strapped to the top of the minivan, and I had to hold it with one arm. To <laughs> Dallas? Us, to Dallas. And um, I took Rosedale the whole way. You know, if you take yeah, Rosedale the whole the way, you can basically hit the design uh, district. It's yeah. crazy. Anyway, so I did that. <laughs>
0: she got the hand up. But I remember driving,
2: and even
1: though my eyes were open, I felt like I was asleep. Wow. It was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced, and it was it was scary, and I just thought, okay. I'm gonna. I can't.
3: I'm tired.
1: I'm tired, yeah. and I can't. I, I had gone to the point where I was doing okay at family. I was doing okay at writing. I was doing okay at a lot of things, but excellent in nothing. Yeah. And so that was a turning point in my life. So I decided to stop writing mm. five days a week, and. To an extent, I just thought, and I remember my, the head of the advertising company that I was with at the time said, why are you doing this? You're giving up everything. Like this is going to be over. So
2: you were making money on the blog? Yes. Okay. Uh Because you've built up this following now for three years, Mm -hmm. people are trusted and you have this way of making money. And so you're saying (laughs) I'm done.
1: Yeah. I, or at the time, I was like, well, I'm going to write once or twice a week. And but it also I sort of mourned it, too, because I thought, am I doing the wrong thing? But also at the time, I knew that I was doing the right thing for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I stopped doing it. And then slowly just kind of tapered off. But during that time, you know, because I also I had sponsors also. So I'm working with Pottery Barn. I'm working West Elm. I'm working with, um, you know, all of these brands. And I eventually was styling uh, shoots for them and producing things. And so it just really sort of gave me this whole insight into this other world.
0: That's
3: cool.
1: And I really loved that world, um,
0: styling and
1: styling and producing and coming up with a concept for a design or space.
0: Were you, do, were you designing for people's houses yet or
1: not really? Okay. So just, and so just I mostly was doing magazines and brands. Okay. And so I really sort of turned my focus to that. And then I also wrote for Domino cause Domino magazine had come back, which was so exciting to everyone who loved old Domino. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote for them for a couple of years and then was doing, brand and did you Did you have a manager or something?
2: I mean, no. so all these connections were from your blog, like yes. you had made it, they're, they're reaching out to you and saying, hey, will you sponsor us or put this mm-hmm. right about this, whatever piece of furniture or whatever I guess.
1: Right, and be. then just like networking, you know, when yeah. I would yeah. go to these conferences mm-hmm. it was a big deal, you know typically I had at least one child with me because I was nursing or whatever <laughs> but when I would go, I would make it my goal to meet everyone there and so I, you know, would just meet everyone and talk with them and you put, you
0: put yourself out there,
1: put myself out there. And, um, you know, I just was trying to glean as much information as I could about how to do this because I'm just a mom in Fort Worth with a minivan and a computer. Yeah, <laughs> And so that's incredible. Uh, I made a lot of connections. So, you, it, so there.
0: Domino magazine asked you to write for them, mm-hmm. and Pottery Barn and West Elm are like come style yeah. or so
1: doing things for them.
0: Were you, were you feeling pretty excited? Were you like, this is, I'm good. This is, this is,
1: you know, it's funny. 300,000
0: people are checking (laughs) this website out. It,
1: It was something that's funny looking back is my husband, you know, there were times where our house at times would be a mess, but I would have this one room that was Perfect because I had Style. photographed it yeah. for the website, but I had thrown all the junk, you know, in some other space and, you know, it's kind of hard, it's kind of hard to live that way. <laughs> um, and so Kent would say, okay, you know, what's your goal with this and what do you want to, do, what do you want to do with this? And I, I never wanted to set goals because I, I had a lot of things like, oh, this would be cool and this would be cool and this would be cool. But I just thought my main priority is my family. And so mm. if I can do these things and have a happy family, um, I'm worried if I put too much, because I am so driven, if I put too much focus on these goals, then it, I might miss what is most important to me. So I just don't want these benchmarks because mm. then if I fail, because I'm fail, don't meet them because I'm taking care of these babies. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be sad about that. I want to keep the joy and that I'm taking care of my family and I'm also doing this other cool thing over here. So mm. it's funny looking back and you, you know, you see all these progressions because you're right. I wasn't hanging out by the pool. I was busting it yeah, and raising a family. So, uh, it, it was, um, you were like cool
0: super driven doing a bunch of stuff, but also like tapering it a little bit.
1: Yes. Because I just thought I, I don't, I've, it, people always say like, Oh, your kids grow up so fast. And when your kids are little, you hear that, <clears throat> but you don't really, yeah. I guess you don't see it as much until, you know, now my kids are 10, 11, 12 and 13. Yes. And it's like, Whoa, I've got five years left with my oldest mm-hmm. um, with him at home. Uh, and so I've never, I, I feel like I've always been good about really taking advantage of the time. Like this is such a short time in my life this is not forever. And I just want to, um, you know, be in every second. Hmm. And so, yeah, all these cool things are happening, but, um, I didn't really, I guess in the time you didn't really see the progression. It was like, Oh, I'm working really hard. And this cool thing happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, there's a genuineness and an authentic authenticity to that where you, you were not, it was never about the f- the fame or this big thing, it was like, you just loved it and liked it. So you wanted to learn about it and you were right. good about it and you were enjoying mm-hmm.
2: it. You worked r- your butt off. Mm-hmm. You worked hard. Yeah. I, I think that is important to like, for people to hear is like, it's you're you're not just a mom that's just like sitting at home and kind of like blogging for fun. And it's like, because there are people that are like, well, you just blog for fun and you got lucky. Well, that's not true. It's like you actually were up at night drinking coffee. You're working until <laughs> two or three in the morning, setting it, getting a couple hours of sleep and then like busting your butt. But also you didn't sacrifice time with your kids. You didn't sacrifice this because that was your ultimate goal. Like right. if I can do this, I, I can do whatever I can do whatever over here on the work side. But as long as I'm hitting my goals that I actually do care about with my family. Right. And that's something that so I mean in, in that sense you are accomplishing your goals you that's, are that's doing That's pretty it. incredible I mean that's yeah.
0: that's cool and one, one of the things we were talking about just before this conversation was y- you you were never like in a in a tension grabber look at me focus on me i want to <laughs> be famous
2: i want like yeah you no. never ever ever like I, you know a lot of people that are like they're gonna be famous one day or if they made it like yeah. on tv or commercial or you're like well oh, that makes sense but like when it's like grace has a tv show and it's like wait hold on hold on grace i know like that's not it's you, weird even it's me. not like that's not <laughs> something that you would be like there, I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, Grace, she's going to be famous one day. But there's there's this cool thing like of, that. of really hard work, but also
0: humility and putting family first. And it's that, cool. I, th- I think that's I didn't really know that you were doing all that and did all that. But that's the heart behind, I think, is is really is really neat. Can, can you so we, we kind of glazed over this you mentioned a vintage furniture company or yeah. store what is that what does it even mean
1: i ran that with a friend of mine so it was awesome for the really young years like the quadruple stroller years
2: um <laughs> the quad stroller years. you had a quad stroller 100% household <laughs> well, ha- leave my house yeah you can not i mean um, dude so yeah. it was ridiculous. awesome so we called giant. it Mitchell
1: stadium because there was two kids on top that faced me and two on bottom so it was like a double decker oh
2: man. did you but, have to specially order that like yes, oh my gosh that yes. is hysterical
1: and at the time you know i mean we, Mitchell Kent was Stadium. a resident and I'm running a vintage furniture business, you know? And so we saved up my whole pregnancy to buy the stroller. We had to ship it from Australia. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time it was like, I mean, to us, it was like a million dollars. We thought, <laughs> but it is seriously how I left my house for probably two years.
0: And so you're, you're, you got this quad stroller. Quad and stroller. And you're going like garage sales and estate garage sales. And-
1: estate sales, um, you know, flea markets, all the places with the quadruple stroller, buying up stuff. And then I would load it into the minivan. Did you have
0: a booth at the antique mall?
1: I did it for a little bit. Okay. Um I think
0: I remember this like yeah. orange Chesterfield couch.
1: Yes. <laughs> at some that's point. Right. For sure. Yeah, yeah or in like Craigslist. You know, yeah. I had s- searches on Craigslist at the time. And so I would just post it on Facebook. Yeah, And sometimes I would sell and have the money in my PayPal account before I even got home. So it was a great little side hustle for a mom. So like, well, how,
2: m- how much do you make off of this? Like, that's what I want. Like, I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to say that. That's right? fine. You mean yeah. like
1: a year when yeah, I was doing like, it? Like,
2: how much do you make off of that? Yeah,
1: I've made like 35K a year doing that.
2: Yeah, but. That's not a lot to live off of, especially when your husband's in residency. But at the time, it
1: was more than my husband made. (laughs) I
2: know that's what I was gonna say. So it's like, how are you guys? Like, it's you are like the breadwinner right now at this moment because you're making this.
0: He's in residency. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and like that's something that you know we kind of glossed over as well. It's like you're hustling on this furniture and then you're blogging at night to make I don't know another. Thirty-five thousand—is that? Do you make that on blogs? I, uh, I don't
1: even remember now what I would make. They wouldn't. It wasn't that much.
2: Okay, yeah. And so, you're living in construction, which is also stressful.
1: Yes, we've always lived in construction. That so
2: that is a, that is grinding it mm-hmm. like that is straight grinding it.
1: But you know, going back to when we were having miscarriages. And even when we, when we lost our, our little boy at four and a half months, that was so unexpected because you know, when you're, when you're having miscarriages and it's typically, you know, it'd be like 10, 11, 12 weeks Mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, we had made it through the first trimester. So we just thought, Oh my gosh, we're golden. And so when we went and I was just having a routine sonogram and the baby wasn't moving. Mm. Um, and it was just, devastating. And I just couldn't even believe it. So I went home because they were like, you know, you're gonna have to deliver. And I went home and um I just was praying for a miracle. Like and I was like, no, please, you know, let me do more sonograms just to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we were just praying and I threw myself into house projects. I mean, I painted the hallway, I put up new trim, I did all these things. And so that's just sort of how we grieved, I grieved at that time was by mm-hmm. doing house projects. And so that okay. was probably the first flicker there's um, some
0: there's some thera- yeah. therapeutic to do. Yeah,
1: there's a you know some real like passion here. Mm-hmm.
2: All right guys, we're interrupting your podcast experience once again. I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we are giving you
0: something for free. So it's totally worth it. Yeah. We recently released a document called The Storytelling Pathway on our website. It is our playbook for success, for growing brands, for mm-hmm. marketing. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's every, literally everything that we do at Six Avenue Storytelling and we want to share it with the world. We want to give it to you.
2: So in addition to these nuggets that you're learning on this podcast, you can get our free playbook, free manual for how you grow your business from
0: Sixth Avenue Sixth storytelling. storytelling. Yeah, it's that's the right. storytelling and it's really, really good. Where do you find it? That's sixavenuestorytelling.com. There you go. And it's good. Go get it. Go download it. I promise it's going to help your business. Th- thank you for being honest and sharing about that. Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, that's... I, there's a lot of people that go through that, and and it's it hurts and it's hard. And,
1: and, it is hard, yeah. and you know, even at the time, I don't think that I shared about it probably like I should have. But you know, now when, when I hear women tell those stories, I can identify, you know, mm-hmm. just that grief. Mm-hmm. It's such a difficult thing, but man, it makes your baby so much sweeter.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you, and so that was, and one of your outlets was, was going and, and working on the house. Right. Are you, what, what's your Enneagram? Can I ask what that what is?
1: What do you think it is? <laughs> hmm. yeah.
0: I would assume three, are you a three
2: or a seven?
1: Ooh. That's what people always guess. Also, I,
2: I hmm. What if it's like a? <laughs> I feel like it's a eight nine or nine eight. Really, I don't know. You think I could be a challenger? I don't wow. know. I'm just randomly throwing it out there. Or no, or, or it's a two helper. It might be a t- helper. Okay,
1: so the first two times I took the Enneagram test, I tied exactly with the two, three, and seven. Okay. And so then I had to read the book, but I'm a 3.
0: A 3. Okay. hence mm-hmm. h- h- the driven, the competitive, and mm-hmm. then the 2, the helper.
1: Yeah. But you know, in de- depending on how into the Enneagram you are, you know, there's three like subtypes of each type. Mm-hmm. And one of them is an off-brand, so I'm the off-brand 3. The off-brand. I'm three. not really <laughs> I'm not really competitive.
0: But you're driven. Necessarily
1: with other people as much as I am with myself. Okay. Like even, you know, I'm I compete with myself. Yeah. Gotcha. Mhm. And
0: so is so is rest for you oh. doing like do you 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 don't sit and chill I'm assuming. You
1: like This a... has been I am really I've worked on myself this okay.
2: year. Of resting? Yes. Okay.
1: I am just I am a workhorse and I can just keep going. And you know, typically um and I as I have matured and gotten older um, and then just experienced more life. Um, i realized that that is not good. It's good to be a hard worker, but there's a line there and I have, I'm teaching myself where that line is.
0: What, what, uh, what have you, have you implemented any things or yes, habits? This to... is
1: actually one of them. Tea? Yes. Tea. Tea. Because, and of course I bought this, this is not, this doesn't count necessarily. Uh, but I am a big cold coffee drinker. And on the show, even people will say, what is that in your glass all the time? And it's cold coffee. People will say like, Oh, is that whiskey? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's for later. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, uh, I'm a big coffee drinker and I would just drink coffee I'm all used the to time. You're drinking
0: coffee at night after the kids go to bed. Yeah. That's
1: crazy. And so, um, you know, it's a good, and then, uh, you know, doing television for a few years, um, the schedule is pretty, pretty brutal. Um, especially, you know, when you're a show like us, where the people that you see on TV really do do it in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not just, you know, I'm not pretending for television. So, uh, you know, I just, I hardly slept for years and That's not good for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't. And even like the years that I stayed up really late, like, yes, I was working hard. And I think there are times in your life you have to do that. But I think as like a lifestyle, that's really not a good choice. Yeah. And so I've really, um, in just this summer, it I, just some circumstances in our lives just sort of came to a head and I just thought I have to stop for a little bit. And so I started drinking tea instead
0: of coffee. Yes. Okay.
1: Now little, I love some coffee every yeah, once in a while.
0: But less caffeine in your life.
1: Yes. And, and there's nothing wrong with caffeine. Caffeine is actually, you know, coffee's really good for yeah, you yeah. and all the things. But I found for me just the process of making tea and like making myself slow down and making myself, you know, rest.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, just taking it slower, just a little bit slower pace yes. for at least a moment. Yeah.
1: Right. And there were definitely things that led up to sort of, I mean, I call it like my break, my, my breakdown <laughs> this summer, but I had gone to a, a church and the pastor preached on rest. And I like not even cried, like just, Oh, I cried. No, I like saw
0: oh, you big cried the cried. entire
1: service. And I thought, okay, <laughs> Kent, my husband is so sweet and wonderful after service. He was like, so that really <laughs> impacted me,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was so embarrassed but I just could not stop I mean it was you know television there are so many things that I really love about it and uh it's such a you know I realized that this is like the, the dream for a lot of people and they work you know they work towards this goal I never imagined that I would have a television show and it all happened very fast um so I realized like, and I'm very thankful for the opportunity to do it. And there are lots of things I love, like I said, but you know, it's sort of a ball that's really hard to stop rolling the schedule and the production schedule is really tight and you can't mess around. I mean, it's very fast.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I've you, just, slowed, you slowed down this summer a little bit is what you're saying.
1: Yes. I stopped. Good for you. Good for you. Almost everything.
0: And oh, just really? Said, yeah. You had like a breaking point. Mm-hmm.
2: And and uh, and so you you decide like whenever you say stopped everything like what do you mean by that like, like
1: I shut my office down okay I sent emails and I said um, you know I and it was a very difficult thing to do because I can't believe I'm saying
3: this out loud
1: yeah um, I uh, it, it was very difficult to to put out there but I just said hey I'm struggling and I need to take some time off mm-hmm. and so wow that's what I did
0: and can't I'm assuming a supportive of that very yeah
1: because he just said listen you know you get one life and of course I know these things but it just took a it, it, it took some circumstances we've we've lost some beloved people to us this year mm. and that's been really hard um I had a medical issue that you know I'm not a normal person on the inside for my accident and mm-hmm. yeah. just dealing with some of that and sure. um, getting through those things and uh, then just sort of dealing with some other issues and just had to take a break.
2: Man, that, that is something that I feel like, you know, one, that's like, got to be the hardest thing is like a three, you know, it's like, because now you're going the exact, your, your, your weak spot, right. Or Mm -hmm. the hardest thing to do. Um, But then, but the vulnerability to one's kind of share just even right now, like that's huge. Just to even be able to share that most people don't, they'll lie about it. Right. Mm-hmm. they'll lie, or they'll sugarcoat it or like, oh, I'm too busy, I'm going to take away, you know, but what you're doing is kind of which is kind of the core of who you are is a little bit of vulnerability, a little humility, authenticity, and then doing what's right, like doing the right thing, even whenever it might make others, you know, upset or whatever. But you're doing the right thing for yourself and for your family. Right. You know? um, so that, that's pretty that's pretty neat.
1: Well, it's not easy. And thankfully, I had a supportive spouse and so for about i mean in the very beginning and for about three weeks i just sat in bed
3: Hmm.
0: no way you it's you were like (laughs) mega mega. okay i
1: mean it had gotten it had gotten to you know when you are uh working like that it it can really mess with you oh yeah and i just thought this is, you know, I'm going into territory that is not where I should be. Mm-hmm. And so or your um, brain
0: feels like it's juggling so many things, so
1: many and, things. Yeah. And, and just not, uh, I, I want to be so careful with what I have mm. and, um, really be a good steward of what I steward mm. of what I've been given. And I just knew that I was not mentally in a place where I should be and I needed help and I mm. needed rest.
2: So lesson here to me is it's okay to not be okay, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you're saying, like, I was not in a good spot, and that's okay. Right. And then I want to do something about it, and that means not work. Right. Um, that And that's an okay solution sometimes. And there's a, there's and a I reason. Like... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, well, I was just saying, like, I, I just feel like for CEOs, and, I mean, you are your own boss, right, mm-hmm. of, of your company, and for a CEO to say, I'm going to stop, I'm going to pause, I'm going to take a break, and I don't know how long, um, th- like sometimes that's okay. Like it's okay for an employee to even say that. Like,
3: but, th- that's but there's an a reason okay why
0: like, like I've, God wove that into the fabric of everything. Yeah. Like it was like in the commandments, like on the mm-hmm. seventh day rest. And we don't, especially people who are driven and want to do a lot and do right. it like, I have a hard time doing that. Like I don't, even on the weekends, my resting is doing projects or something, Right. but, but the, God was like, you need to rest you got to slow down yeah like especially like yeah i can relate to that i'm right. learning learning that well myself in a lot of it's,
1: ways i also want you know we teach our kids to be hard workers mm-hmm. you know and it's a good thing to be a hard worker but i feel like we also have to teach our kids how to um you know rest mm-hmm. and to uh to, you know, try to, is there balance? I mean, you know, just try to do the best that you can in the time that you're in. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just knew, um, you know, we've had these really hard things happen and, um, I haven't taken the time to deal with those things. And now it's sort of piled up and, um, it's coming out in me physically and I just need to
0: So did you, did you stop filming and production and all that stuff?
1: Well, luckily we weren't full-time filming okay. then. I would have been in real trouble. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, I feel so much better and more whole and, you know, it's funny people, uh, I'm typically known as a very happy person. Like you said, very upbeat <laughs> and people think that when you are like that, it's because nothing bad has ever happened to you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anybody that's listened to this should know different now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, but like there's some real, you know, and everyone experiences these things, but, um, you know, there's been some real, uh, sadness and and hardship in my life. And I feel like, you know, by God's grace, I've been filled with joy. Like those cracks and scars and crevices have been filled with joy. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's what that, that's where that comes from is Mm -hmm. from the times where, you know, I didn't know if I was going to make it or Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know how I was going to get through certain things or, you know, terrible, hard circumstances, you know, that thankfully I've been filled with happiness mm. and that's what comes out mm. so yeah it's definitely not that you ever you know when, when you see a happy person those are typically the people that have a heck of a story
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've you fought for some of that happiness like that's a choice too like you
1: oh definitely well
2: yeah even at the hospital I mean that's mm-hmm. you have to fight I mean you can choose to do this or you can choose to live and right. know, choosing to live and, and yeah hmm. that's so, special
0: thank you for sharing
2: all that, mm-hmm. uh, that that's Man, again, took, took lots a of, lots of like,
3: and it's out of all heart, the
2: podcasts, like, I feel like that to me ooh. is such a, a, a. For people that are own their own business, for people that are entrepreneurs, that people that are trying to take that next step, you're inevitably going to run into a moment where you just this is too much, and you need help, you need community, you need to you need to take a step back, you need mm-hmm. to take a step to rest, and you and you need people around you that can, you know. Say, hey, it's okay. Like, I know it's not going on going well right now. This is a horrible thing. It's okay to not be okay, and that vulnerability is okay, and it's a place that like you need to have. And so, I, I think that's this is like one of the best lessons. That's a had. really good lesson.
1: Well, and I think too, when I look back at my life and the times where I've taken a step back, that's when there's been an awesome turn of events. I mean, every time, mm. um, you know, when I thought that. I had was going to lose everything, all of my, um, everything I'd built up in the design world because I wasn't writing anymore. Yeah. And then of course I started working for other, um, for other brands and started taking on clients. And then of course that led to, you know, television, uh, the production company finding me. Uh, and so it's always so hard and so scary, Yeah. but, um, you know, thankfully it's, it's, really been great. And I think I, you know, after coming through a year, like I've come through, um, you know, you just come, you come through something like, like that. And these changes and times where you've stopped with such a, um, you have so much more to give, you know, like I, if someone came to me now and said, Hey, Grace, I'm really struggling with A, B, and C, I can identify so much more with those Mm -hmm. things now because of what I've been through. So,
3: that's you awesome. know, there's
1: there's beauty at the end.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So so take us. We we left off at vintage vintage furniture store, and <laughs> or or business, and you were styling for these magazines mm-hmm. and and big companies, and so th- then you started working for for clients, taking on clients. Yeah, I
1: started taking on clients.
0: And then, and then that blew up as well. Like I feel like yeah, everything I you're mean, doing here is like turning to gold a little bit.
1: Well, and you know when you're first starting out, like I remember. I had too many clients at one point, and then I was just scrambling around, and then you can't do your best for everybody then either, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, figuring – so much of it is just you know – I'm constantly figuring things out, yeah. <laughs> and it's always just sort of this circular motion of, you know, getting this working and this thing's tweaking, and it's the same thing with kids, right? Like when you have a bunch of kids – it's, or when you have kids in general, there's always one going through something. And then mm-hmm. you kind of, yeah. you know, you parent through that and it's like, Oh, we're through that. Yes. And then it's like, Oh wait, now this one needs this. So it's, everything's a circle. And, um, as I go on, I've just come to embrace the circle more and more. Like I, cause you know, you make these changes thinking, Oh, I'm going to get to a point where it's level. And then I find that my life really isn't ever very level. It's never, just, I'm, it never always, happens. It, I'm always at some point of the circle. So Um, it, yeah, I'm doing these things and, and working for clients and sort of figuring that out and, you know, working on our own house. We worked on our old house for about eight. Nine years. <laughs> that is we nuts. would save up money and do one project at a time. Yeah. And we lived in it the whole time. Yeah. We had nine months without a kitchen.
2: And so are you <laughs> nine are you uh, months without a kitchen living in it? Oh my gosh.
0: That's I've done we've I've lived in a couple of remodels and it's uh-huh. miserable. Melissa
1: was like, We're never ever ever doing it. We washed again. dishes in the bathtub. Oh gosh. It's
0: great. <laughs> <laughs> which pre- which prepared you for Yes. Uh, are, because you are currently living in an airstream.
2: Are we going to airstream? Can we? I mean, let's, let's talk about that. We're, okay, let's go to Airstream. We have gone through the story to like we're, we're about to get to production company, but <laughs> production. pause for because you're living an Airstream with right now. Six of y'all mm-hmm.
0: in your backyard of your house kind of in the woods because yeah, so <laughs> you're in the process of building i didn't believe right. when we talked about before the show i like i didn't believe that
1: no one ever believes <laughs> it they think that we just say that and we really live somewhere else for That's some like, reason it's
2: like, for no, the show or something
3: I, yeah, you know, I, like, no.
0: like, yeah maybe this is a publicity show thing why on earth are you all <laughs> living in an airstream well, i think it's awesome
1: you know we never thought we would sell our old house but um there was a A lovely gentleman who owned this property that we bought, who had reached out to me and said, I've already moved. Mm -hmm. Are you interested? And so, you know, it all, it went from there and we bought the property and then we sold our house very quickly
2: um, it was wild. Because it looked awesome.
1: And it's done, and yeah. it's great. It's a great house. It's an amazing house. Um,
2: well, you renovated it for nine years. It yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it's all done. But a lovely family bought that. And uh, so then we started, you know, looking around like, whoa, we got to leave this house. What are we going to do? We have 200-pound dogs. We've got a big family. Um, and You could
0: rent something. We
1: could, but at the you time— You rent a house. Rentals are pretty expensive.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. yes. Rentals are
1: pretty expensive, hey. and then you know, what's the ROI on that, really? Right? So <laughs> yeah, zero. So yeah. our property <laughs> goes down into the woods, and the peep, the sweet man we bought the property from had an air a nineteen sixty nine untouched airstream down there, Just chilling there, just chilling. And he, we thought he was going to take it, but he was like, "Oh no, y'all can have that." So I, I had always thought, "Oh, that'll be a fun project later on," but then I was. Just thinking about it, and I thought, you know, when else are we going to get an opportunity to live in an Airstream? So I pitched it to my husband, who promptly told me that he works really hard to not live in a van by the river.
2: Uh, (laughs) That, yes, Chris Um, Farley, shout out.
1: (laughs) But I had all these reasons why I thought it could be great for our family, and I just really, at that time— after coming out of filming, you know, because when we fin- when we finished filming season two, um, we were supposed to start filming again just a, f- a couple of short months later for season three, and I was wiped. Mm. I mean, I was real tired. And so I just was really craving some simplicity, and um, it seems like a really— interesting story and adventure
0: and you all fit in there
1: we all fit everyone has a bed everyone has a bed we took it out of the woods we had it renovated by an awesome company uh called trailer trashing
3: oh yeah
1: and they're in college station and um so we took it down there and renovated it brought it back and we're living in it
0: and you you all like shower in it
1: yes i mean i can touch both walls of our bathroom
0: that is <laughs> incredible, much. but and, yeah, and you're really going love to you, you were you were telling us earlier about going to the laundromat because you have to do all your clothes
1: right. So the two things I don't love about it are that you have to clean your excrement and the laundromat. <laughs> oh, you're the
0: gray water! You got to empty the tank. Yeah, that's fine. I don't
1: love that part. Um, but it's doable. It's not a big deal. <laughs> do you have to
2: take that somewhere?
1: No, no, no. You there's just, hookups down.
2: Okay, there. hookups mm-hmm. down there. Okay, there you go.
1: It's not terrible. Oh well, shoot! This uh, is, this and then the laundromat. Great. But now I have you know when you hang out at the laundromat every Sunday, I have laundromat friends.
0: And I th- <laughs> I, but I think this this is like <laughs> this is a peek behind the curtain. You're on. You have your own TV show that uh-huh. millions and millions of people watch. Mm-hmm. You're in like People Magazine and all mm-hmm. that, and you are living <laughs> in a van in a van <laughs> down, down by the by river, the river. <laughs> going to the laundromat every right. Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's that's real life.
1: It's real life and. You know, I'm a real person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so awesome. And, and, out, we and love it. Slightly okay. crazy.
1: It is slightly crazy,
0: but awesome. So, I didn't know that I would do that, but I respect it.
1: Well, once I'll tell you. Once my older brother told me that he was like, "There's no way you can do it." Oh, he the was challenge. Pretty much oh. on
2: the challenge. Yeah. And so, like, whenever you go to the laundromat, you said there was there your your show. We were joking around, like, have you ever been in a, a a restaurant or something or a bar where like your show's playing, and you're like, yeah, actually, at the laundromat. Yeah. We we're talking about the laundromat. I'm like, so now, do you you know, sitting there, and you're like, and these people are watching your show on TV, and they're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> well,
1: one of my friends there, uh, Betty, what are your, your friends, friends there? Had said to me one time, she said, you know, you look just like this girl that. I I watch on TV and well, I didn't say I was like, laundry. oh really? <laughs> and so then when it was on, you know, some people know that are in there. Yeah. Um, but you know, when it comes on did you, and you, did you there, tell her? Well, she saw. <laughs> oh, okay. It came on. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're now you're like the 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 local laundromat
1: celebrity. Yeah, and one of the one of the ladies was like why are you here?
2: Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I would be asking. I'd be like, HGTV's hurting for some money because yeah. you're not getting paid anything. It's really not pay. that
1: bad. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, you know, I do laundry and I think it's good for kids to know how to use a laundromat.
2: Exactly. All right. Agreed. I do like I it. agree with that. And <laughs> to live in the woods. Yes. Yes. So they're learning all sorts of adventure. Year, the year of rest and RV woods. life in the woods. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm impressed. It's a big 2021 simplicity. <laughs> simplicity. simplicity We're not calling it chaos. We're calling it right. simplicity yeah. and rest. Mm-hmm. I like that. Good. And
1: it's real cozy down there.
2: Oh, yes, gotta be.
0: Good, good. <laughs> yeah. for, okay, so 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 when so you're doing all this design, and, and, and I, I will say, as you're doing design and you have the blog and all this stuff, Jimmy and I had had started Sixth Avenue homes and we're flipping all these houses and we're renovating and designing stuff. And and he and I are not designers by any means we like crazy we have a crazy style and we we're we we're doing like fun stuff. yeah, I remember seeing your so i'm we're in that world we're in this yep. like house world and design world and I we care about it. but I remember seeing your stuff and I'm like just I'm obsessed with it I'm remember oh, thinking it you. was so, so nice cool and we we have em, employed and used lots and lots of interior designers over
2: years and we one of our hiring requirements was like hey look at grace's we were always like, instagram really can we do I need stuff you like, to just be like that
1: that's such a compliment Thank
2: so you. sorry we tried to copy well, yeah show. is <laughs> hey, that that's bad a sincere form of flatter yeah okay well, I, i'm glad you took it that but
0: way. we all like i just it, i think part of the reason it was so successful because it was cool and it was in in a world where like everything is white and black you know these Looks days the same yeah but you you do all mm-hmm. these like crazy like push the envelope and it's bold and fun and funky and strange sometimes <laughs> uh but we loved it i yeah. just remember i was like can i please find someone who can do that and we couldn't yeah. uh, we have great design we have great, yeah yeah but it was like a fraction of we were like on the,
2: the b team yeah of, definitely what we were yeah we were doing i agree um so, so but it was really cool.
1: Thank you. That's so nice to hear.
2: So whenever you're doing that, so I, I feel like from a notoriety standpoint, like if you were in Fort Worth and you were in construction design, then you probably knew who yeah. you were. But other than that, did you feel like you were like some famous designer at the time? Or no. were you Yeah, you feel
0: like you had made it?
1: No. I I will never feel like I've made it. You just, never? No. You don't feel like you've made it right now? No. Definitely what? not. No. Mm mm. <laughs>
0: Well, that's, that silly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's because not you want to do more. Because you,
1: I, I mean, you're.
0: You, I don't know. You, you have I just your own TV like, show.
3: Yeah.
1: There's always. I don't know. There's always new dreams to have and new roads to explore. I just. I don't know. To me, I just am sort of going along my
0: life. Do you feel proud? Proud of it though?
1: Yes. I mean, I do. I think that um, I feel proud. It's hard to say it. I feel proud. I feel really grateful that I get to do this and that this journey has led me here. I mean, who would have ever imagined that this would even occur? Mm -hmm. Definitely not me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So TV producer calls you.
1: Right. Okay. So, um, they uh my production company is a production company called high noon
0: and they do chip and joanna they and
1: did chip yeah. and joanna yes yeah. so in fact they were still filming fixer upper when i signed on um but a great gal by the name of reese van allen who was a fort worth native oddly mm-hmm. enough um had found me uh, she was just on her computer and had found me and had sent it to uh the head of de- development at high noon which is a gal named uh rachel osborne Mm -hmm. and so rachel called me and uh she actually emailed me and i thought that it was a joke at first you know when you grow up with a bunch of brothers uh they punk they've done all sorts of things to me and um i had been i had been reached out to by production companies before but it had never seemed uh like anything i would want to do really like one of them was this a production company that was doing a show about designers. And so I, and at first it sounded really interesting, but then I got on a Skype with them and they said, who do you really hate in the design world? And I thought, Nope, this is not Mm -hmm. for me. Bye. (laughs) But uh, you know, high noon, I knew who high noon was. I don't even remember now, but it was just such a big deal. They were such a, a well-known production company that I just thought, no, there's no way. Anyway, it was totally real. So I, I did a Skype with Rachel And she said, well, you know, it'll be a couple months before we know anything. And, um, so I just thought, oh, nothing will probably ever happen, you know? And then two days later I was taking the kids to school and she called and she said, well, I just, I just, we had a gut feeling. So I edited it, sent it in.
0: So they recorded the Skype.
1: Yes. And then they, they splice it and then they send it to Mm -hmm. the network and then they, the network loved it. And so she said, you know, we're filming fixed Mm rubber on Friday and Saturday. Can you film on Sunday? Um, in Fort Worth. And so I said, sure. So we filmed a little tape and then pitched that to the network. Which is
2: called a sizzle. Sizzle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so the sizzle, uh, got bought, I guess. And they picked up, um, the, the, the initial, what was supposed to be the pilot episode. Mm -hmm. And so we filmed the episode.
0: And was it the same, the same concept it it is now? Same concept.
1: Yeah hmm and uh then it's so i thought that we were waiting to hear because at the time you typically film a pilot and then the pilot airs and then they see how it does and then they tell you if it goes forward and so i got on a skype or thinking that I, they were going to tell me when the pilot was going to air and instead they told me that it was going straight to series, and that was just going to be one of the episodes in the series. So they're and like, it was like unheard; it would never happened. So before.
0: they're like, game on, we're doing a whole, we're doing. Yeah, that this. that never, that doesn't happen.
1: No, and now it happens more because uh. TV's changed so much. Um, but we're still. The first,
0: yeah, the that's first one.
2: That's a one.
1: yeah. So it was wild. Like were the you production company out? was blown away. Everyone was blown away. And so then it was just really fast. I mean, we were going.
2: So you are you are literally sitting at your house doing design for customers. Mm-hmm. You get a call, and literally within two three months, mm-hmm. you're filming an entire series. Yes, and that is wild.
1: It was wild and so exciting. I mean, yeah, we were just really excited what a cool you know adventure and you have to, did you have to stop
0: any of your customer jobs or did you have to like to what, find what did, what had to happen to pull that off even
1: um well you know i think that i had wrapped up everyone by the time we started filming for the most part mm-hmm. um and i just kind of or i got them far enough along that i could just be you know to where you're like Pillows and curtains and stuff, you can just say, okay, hold on, yeah. wait a second, I gotta do this. Um, and so, and then the network finds the people, like I don't pick the people on the show, the network does all or okay. the production company. Yeah. And then the network approves it or doesn't approve it.
0: And had you ever been on TV and you had any TV experience before that? No,
1: I'd never been on TV.
0: Like, not even like Good Morning Texas or no. like, not, so were you. Were you scared? Were you like, I could do... Like, <laughs> what was going well, through your head? Well,
1: it's funny. One uh, of the first times that... I, actually, the first time that I filmed, they came to Fort Worth. We filmed at my friend Kelly K's house. And uh, I, I don't... I didn't know... You know, I didn't know how... This was supposed to work. And keep in mind that we didn't have a television. So i had never watched, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had never yeah. watched Fixer Upper. Like, you know, they kept referencing Fixer Upper. And I just at the time had never seen it. So you had oh never gosh. seen it. No. Grace,
0: that is incredible. This and is amazing. So,
1: you know, it's funny because HGTV was a really big part of my life in college. And even when I was in, had my accident in the hospital, my roommates would record on, on VHS yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> the shows that I really loved on HGTV and I would watch them at the hospital. So they would bring them to me. And that when I was doing my therapy and things, that's what I would have them put me on to like help okay. me get through yeah. uh-huh. it, which is so wild now. Uh, but, um, you know, I just wasn't super familiar with how it went. So I remember I had a notebook and my favorite, uh, film guy, videographer, Andy, love him. He was there at my very first shoot. And I I had brought a notebook that I had seriously just bought the day before and I, I'm sure I just seemed very stiff. Yeah. And so he stopped telling me, and he was like, um, do you normally carry a notebook? Because you seem like someone that would talk with their hands. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, let's lose a notebook. And uh-huh. then it was great. So for about the, the first, hands are now free. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and now I can do all yeah. my stuff. Um, but for the, about the first 45 minutes, I was probably pretty terrible. <laughs> Tell me what we need to do. You yeah, know, yeah. it's just bad. Um, but yeah, so then, you know, that always obviously worked itself out. And I feel very, luckily it felt very natural talking on camera. And I just felt like I was talking to, I think about it as like talking to my friends at home that really like home and design and all yeah. those things. That's that I like pretty to
0: incredible to just jump into that and, be, like- and to be good at it.
1: Mm. Yeah, because it's a real. It's one thing to design, and it's a completely different thing to film.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, um, and just to be to have personality and career, like that's a hard thing. Like even like when we film, we even like I, I do I have a marketing company, so we do a lot of marketing mm-hmm. stuff, and I film business owners and entrepreneurs, and they're like people are great conversationalists, and I get them in front of the camera, and they're just like uh, they, they freeze, freeze and up,
2: yeah. and get weird or you know. But uh, do you feel like it was like like this like. Naivety that like helped with that because Probably. you haven't watched it, you haven't watched any shows, it just happens all of a sudden. So you're on camera and you're like, Well, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do or what I'm supposed to act like, so I'm just going for it. Just
1: yeah, <laughs> it just sort of flowed, and, and
2: people loved it,
1: and people loved it.
0: And so they bought a whole s- Season,
1: yeah. After our third episode aired, we got a season two. Oh Holy my god! So it was so crazy, real fast. Did That's... you
2: did you believe people were going to like that, like like the show? Did you worry you, whenever you are filming, you are like, I think people are going to like this. Well, at did you that, point, believe that?
1: <sighs> I had gotten more well versed in sort of what was out there at that point. Okay, because again, was, the, re-
0: the research and you kicked in,
1: so. right? I was a little worried because, you know, it, our show is so different in that. Every episode is so different and the look is really different. I mean, there's a thread that ties them all together, mm-hmm. but you know, a lot of these shows, you watch them and you know exactly what it's going to look like at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still fun to watch, but you know, yeah. but this one was sort of more of a surprise and I was just so different from, um, what they normally had. So I in, think in what
0: way, can you elaborate on that?
1: Um, just that, you know, just just my look was so different, and you know it had color and pattern, and or most of them do, and uh, you know they liked that everything that I did was kind of outside of the box. But they also were like, oh, we don't know how people will respond.
2: Mm-hmm. Did they? Did they get the personal side of it? Like, did they get that, like, where you're like, I want it to be personal to these people? Because I feel like that comes across in the show as well. Um, And, you know, honestly, that thread throughout your whole life, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say, did they feel like the network got that?
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I really do. And um, it was, you know, there's some lovely people who have really, you know, been a great cheerleader of me and, and what I do and what I offer so that's been really nice do you
0: do you feel like you aren't like you're now in your element not saying you were in your element before but do you feel like man I was made to do this like this is like did, did something yeah. awaken like or affirm
1: I mean just shooting I just thought oh I feel like I'm naturally good at this mm-hmm. part of it um, you know you, you sort of settle down into it like I remember at first Reese our producer who is wonderful um would say sometimes when I'm, well before now I'm more trained, but before I would be really excited about something, I would get really high pitched, and yeah. so she'd be like, "Grace, you know, like tone it down." So uh-huh. now I've just sort of learned to relax and yeah. in my excitement yeah. <laughs>
3: <That's> <laughs> a awesome. little
1: more with my voice at least. Yeah, Um, but yeah, I definitely. I feel like I'm exactly where I should be but I also know that this is not forever too you know I'm not going to be on tv forever um and which I as much as I love doing it I feel like I'm going to be rolling along the same as I was before so I know that it's not forever and it's a really neat time of my life and a cool story and Mm -hmm. Um, it's been neat for the kids too. You know, there's all sorts of did the kid, do the kids understand it? Do they think it's cool? You know, it's so funny because when we first found out that we were going to series and Kent and I are really praying through, you know, just thinking like, what is it like for kids to be on television? Just trying to put your head in like a child's brain. Like, what would this be like if our parent, you know, if, if your parent was on TV. Yeah. And so we really prayed through like, what, to say and all these things so we sit the kids down we're like hey you know this is happening and um we're just excited to get to love on people and you know have all kinds of different people in our lives and expand our world a little bit and you know we've really thoughtfully prepared this and (laughs) you know there's just nothing like kids just sort of bring you back down to earth because Uh their exact response was cool. Can we go outside now? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Like this is a boring conversation. What are we having for dinner? Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Like, when are you going to tell me something important? <laughs> so it's so funny. And they've always been on with me on projects since they were yeah. you know, in the womb or in the quadruple stroller. So to them, it was not that big of a change, except there's just cameras there now. And our crew, all of them have been so lovely. I mean, it's not easy for four kids to be running around these projects all the time, but they will, you know, carry them on their shoulders and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, let them use the camera and, you know, the kids make all kinds of stuff out of the boxes and the wood shavings and all sorts of Mm -hmm. things. So, um, and you know, they also, there was one summer that I was feeling kind of bad because I had been filming the whole summer and it just wasn't, a normal summer with like, okay, let's go to the pool today or let's yeah. do this. Um, they had been with me on set so much and I was feeling kind of bad, like kind of, you know, guilty, you know, when mm-hmm. you work and you're a mom and just those, or when you work and you're any parent, it just those feelings that you have at times. And so I was feeling kind of down, up down about it. And I got in the car and Ellis, my oldest said, mom, I was just thinking, I know that things don't go right. Sometimes And you don't yell at anyone and you don't yell at us. And I like broke down in my car because I just thought, oh my gosh, what a great thing for me to realize is that even when I'm, you know, we're, as parents we're going through these things our kids are watching you know yeah. mm-hmm. and um, and,
0: get, and for them getting to see so the fact that you bring them on set and they get to see you in mm-hmm. your real life mm-hmm. and in your work life with your teen like that's cool that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a really big neat opportunity for them
1: well and not to say that I've never yelled I've definitely had to apologize to my children for well, yelling at times but sure. you know it just meant so much to me that I thought oh he's seeing like how the real world works and like mm-hmm. there's problems you know on television it might be Like you might see a oops or an accident, but you know, in this life, there are hard things that we have to deal with no matter what job that we have. And the kids see that.
2: And he's you know. seen your attitude in that and like, and he's appreciating it too, mm-hmm. which is, that's really neat.
1: Yeah. It was, a, it was a neat,
2: like a, helpful moment. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's right. Hmm. Can you, can you give us a little like peek behind the scenes? Cause I, I'm a little curious, just like from a construction standpoint, like mm. the, the before and the after and doing accomplishing it all mm. in this tight filming, like, how does that work? No, oh. like how, how Prayer do you, how do you pull stuff <laughs> off? Like and on the show, it looks like it happens in like two weeks later. It's Oh my gosh. <laughs> like how, cause sometimes construction takes like like your your house took eight years.
1: Yeah. How
0: can you like <clears throat> is that how, is there a, can you elaborate on that? Like how does it work? What happens when it goes wrong and you like run into an issue?
1: Yeah. Well, there are so many companies in Fort Worth. You know, we are a Fort Worth-based show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and man, they have there are so many people that make miracles happen i mean we had one episode where um it's it's an episode with this beautiful barrel ceiling bathroom and the whole thing's tiled and we had to do this i love love that project oh thank you we had to do this custom mirror right to meet the curve of the ceiling and um so we had this mirror installed and the electrician had come to put the sconces in because the sconces were on the mirror and he cracked it Mm -hmm. oh no yes yeah And it is very late. And so we, the uh, mirror company made the mistake of giving us their cell phone numbers. And so we had the reveal the next day. The reveal was happening where the people come home the next day. So we call and we're like, you know, I'm nearly in tears. And so they came, took the mirror, put it back in at like five in the morning. We had it, you know, the sconces reinstalled. It's never made. know, this was never filmed or on television. That's right. But um, you know, it's it's so many people. And I I always think that, you know, you see me on TV or you see some other people. There are so many people that make these things. Happen, And it's the effort of so many. And even with television, you know, the editors and the editing bays and the people that piece the story together, you know, all of these things take so much work and energy and thoughtfulness. And um, I feel so grateful for those people, too. But um, it is around the clock work a lot of the time. Um, it's, and are you
0: steering that ship? Like, are, mm-hmm. are, Like, are you the one...
1: Yeah, I mean, I do all the design. And so, you know, a lot of times after the kid, I'd put my kids down, I would go to construction projects, our sites, and I would write notes on the wall for the people the next day. And this is, you know, this is a mistake that I see that needs to get fixed or.
2: Yeah, so like, because. Whenever people watch watch shows, they're like, "There's no way they did that construction in sixty days," you know. Mm-hmm. But in reality, and because I we have some friends that did did actually an episode with you, right? Really? And so oh, the cool. Finleys, and so oh,
1: I love the Finleys. I was
2: like, and, I, and I'm looking at it from a construction standpoint, and I'm like, "Oh man!" They're like, "How long would this take?" You know, you're just like, "Oh, this is like a six month project for, for sure." Sure, most and, of them and are. They're, they're like six seven month project, and they're like, "No, they did it in like sixty days." <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And I'm like, there's no way. And they're like, no, that's what they did because everything had already been scheduled. I mean, you have all these moving parts where you're trying to film this. Mm-hmm. And so – and they're like, well, the reveal was here, so they just had to get it done. And I'm like, how in the world – so that gave me like a, a me just personally a glimpse into behind the scenes of – it's not about like in the real world, it doesn't get done that fast, because, no. you, but for a show, mm-hmm. it gets done that fast. It gets like, done that fast. And it's all, it's not like it's like it's filmed over the course of six months, like it should take. Right. It's like, no, it's filmed. That would
1: be so much better.
2: I know, right? <laughs> Less stressful. <laughs> but, but I don't think people understand the amount of hours. They're like, no, they were there, I think like five days straight all night. Like yeah. no one went to like no one went home. It's like they were just right. there.
1: You know what's funny is on the Finley's project actually mm-hmm. um that I had their the end of their project I think was my least amount of sleep in all of filming. I stayed up three straight days. At the no end of their project way. to get it done, like styling it and moving things in, and three straight. Yeah, days. when I did their reveal, I had been up for three days.
0: So oh. it, it ain't glamorous. I mean, it's like <laughs> no. you're you're working really hard. Oh man, you're, you're not just best.
2: showing up and be like, hey, like no. Yeah, no. that that I I feel like that was the point where I was just like, oh my gosh. This would be miserable to have a TV show. Like, <laughs> in my head. It's challenging.
1: And honestly, I need to do a better job of balancing it in the future. It's <laughs> part Wish of my, you, yeah. you know.
2: It's a new... It's new a, dawn, new day. Yeah, new dawn, new day. The T, uh, gray mantra. I think
1: there's yeah. a way to do it. Um, well, we're, we're working on ways to do it where I sleep more. <laughs> um, and everybody sleeps more, really. You know? Yeah. Um,
0: have you had to relinquish some control? Like, to delegate and like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to. It's you know when you have you guys have a small business, you have a small business for so many years, and it's your baby, and you grow it, and you know every part of it, right? Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Um, I will tell you, being pushed to the end of your rope makes that hand much easier. I mean, loosen up much more easily. Yeah, Uh, and so I feel like I've sort of been forced into that because now you know I have a home decor line, I've got uh, obligations for the network, I have you know there's a lot of things that I have to think about. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's sort of forced me to let go of some things and I'm gonna have to continue to let go of things.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, you know, as long as I feel confident in that, the people that I'm working with know that I'm being super thoughtful of them and their end product and their money and all of those things, you know that's that's always my goal. And I think with the show, uh, the, the people, you know, the, the construction guys that worked on that show, if it, if trim wasn't right, I mean, they would stay there all night to get it right. You know, they yeah. really, like we worked so hard to make sure that everyone was happy and taken care of. And, um,
2: that was really, really important. Yeah, it's, it was, it was out of control. And I, I don't think people also understand, uh, that the networks, you know, in the production company, like they might find you a client, right. Mm-hmm. But guess what? you got to do all the work now. Yeah. And they don't like come in and bring in extra help (laughs) or, and I think that's like whenever I watch TV and I'm like, Oh, the, the TV companies, the rich companies are going to just bring in a bunch of people to help. And that's not how it goes. They're like, like Hey, we're filming this. Yeah. Uh, I need you to work harder and faster Mm -hmm. to hit these deadlines.
1: Well, I mean, you know, your crew, like, um, there were plenty of times where our camera guy or gal or whoever would, put down their camera when they could to lend a hand if we needed it. Sure. These people are gold. Sure. Um, You know, our showrunner would bring us food, uh, Nicole, and make sure we were taken care of and help out where she could. So, you know, but, yeah, no, it's not like all these magic little people show up and help you. Or they pay you you a
2: bunch of money extra to finish a project. It's like –
1: (laughs) <laughs> what people don't realize also is that television
2: actually pays terrible money. Yes. And I was going to bring that up. Yeah. I don't know if we could talk about that.
1: Well, I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> you don't you you don't make money really from doing television. I think it I think it would kind of shock people to realize like what you get paid. In fact, when I first sent my brother's an attorney, when Two of them are. But when I first sent him my contract, he thought that I was joking.
2: He thought I had messed with it. Yeah, it's not not (laughs) enough to live off of. No. Like, not even close. No. Especially, like, your first season. I mean, it's not even... like not not even minimum wage. no And I don't think people realize that. They're like, "Oh, yeah. you've made it. You must be rich." No, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, you're...
1: someone else that has a show is telling me that they calculated out like how much they make an hour and it was like 6 cents or
2: something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you think you're like, "Finally, I got a series." Yeah. Great. I can maybe pay my grocery bill. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah. it but it opens up all these doors. It opens up yeah, doors opens up for
1: doors. sure. And um and that's a really cool thing, you know.
0: It gives you a, pl- a platform. It gives you a
1: platform. But
0: you're not. But it's not like you're magically.
1: No, rich you're now. not rich when yeah. you make it on the television. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, I, I had no idea, and I mean, so you know, we kind of dabbled in it for a little bit, and then hearing you know different people's stories, and you're like, oh my gosh, TV's not worth it. But obviously, the the notoriety, the the publicity, and that those types of things, the authority that it gives you, obviously, you, it gives you an opportunity to make money, right. but you got to go out and do it, you yeah. know, and that's that's what people I don't think realize. So h- how what's what's the biggest way you've monetized it? Is it? I- I'm assuming you're
0: not. You still take on clients? Like do you still? Have to I do. People? So
1: you know, when we got shut down for COVID, mm-hmm. um, you know, I could take on more clients. So yeah, I do that. Um, and
0: you got you have the the the, the line. The line, can
1: which you, is super fun.
0: How does that? Can you talk about that? Can we talk yeah, about that? Yeah, of course. How does that even? You're designing, like right now, you're designing. You have like Christmas, you're you have your own line of like Christmas ornaments uh-huh. and Christmas stuff. And, yeah, are you how does that even work?
1: Um, well, it's one of my favorite parts of my whole job. The people who run at home are some of the most wonderful people I've ever come into contact and with. And did they approach you? Yes,
0: they so they they uh-huh. reached out and yeah. were like, We want you to be like the new face of right. our right. giant mega corporation all over the uh-huh. entire US.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's been so fun and wonderful. And, you know, I present my ideas and you just
0: drawn them in a notebook. I'll or? send
1: pictures. I'll say, I'll say like, oh, I want to do this, but tweak it this way. Or here's this thing that I came up with, you know, thought about. Here you go. Do you, are you going to factories and stuff or are they like, I've never gone to a factory because you know, when I came out, it was COVID okay. pretty much. Hmm. Uh, I'd love to do that someday. So
0: you're just coming up with ideas. You're like, I got this idea mm-hmm. for a, a blanket or a right. Christmas ornament. Mm-hmm. Do you pick out the colors and stuff mm-hmm. or?
1: Yeah. And then, um, I, I'm constantly sending those things over and then they, um, you know, come up with the product line and then we get samples and then I tweak those. Um, sometimes what I want to do to the samples is too expensive and they can't mm-hmm. do it. So, yeah. you know, but um, they're so great about like working it out. And then that sounds um,
0: like a ton of fun.
1: It is. It's really great. I,
0: mean, <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah.
1: Product design is one of my favorite elements of this whole gig. I Mm. love
0: it. Which you, you, I mean, you learned to do that. Mm -hmm. There wasn't,
2: there wasn't like you had done that before you had. Right. No. And that's what the TV is obviously presented like Mm -hmm. as an opportunity. Yeah. So, and that's, that's,
1: you know, and also it's just a neat, you know, what a cool thing in your life. And
0: you can go in a store
2: and it's like your stuff. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Real weird. Yeah. Do Do your kids ever help you design stuff? Like, well, it's
1: funny that you bring that up. Um, there's typically, there's little things in all of my collections that connect to my life and like, uh, my outdoor set last year was the Fairmount.
2: Oh, nice. (laughs) I don't know if anyone
1: ever even noticed, but it's totally the Fairmount. Um, and, uh, like my kids always have a special little ornament that represents them. Um, I always have, there was a, a family on the show that is beloved to us and, um, they lost their little girl joy Hmm. a couple of years ago and she was on the show. So there's always some joy items in Christmas in Mm -hmm. honor of her. Uh, And uh, you know, little, little things, but but there's never been my youngest daughter, Karis really loves cats.
3: Okay.
1: And she has been so upset because there's never been a Christmas cat. Like why are there no Christmas cat? That's a
2: great point. And so I,
1: (laughs) I had told at home again, who are, just the loveliest people and most yeah. wonderful company. What a cool company. It's based in Dallas. Oh, oh that's wild. That. Um, anyway, so uh, <laughs> I had said, you know, is there any way to put cat? Like, I don't really have a cat, anything else.
3: <laughs> <Can> <laughs> we you, need a can Christmas we, can cat. We, put
1: a, we need a Christmas cat. Yeah. And so I just went and looked at 2022 Christmas because you work, you know, yeah. you work. Oh,
3: you're
0: already cat doing 20. Oh, yeah. That's uh-huh. wild. Man.
1: And so I just went and looked at that.
0: So I assume, I'm assuming it's going well because they're, it's going well. let's do next year too. Yeah. Man. We're rolling for and there's a few So years. we can expect a Christmas cat.
1: Christmas cat. Oh, all right. 2020. You need to like have a that.
0: children's book <laughs> to go with it and like.
1: Well, that, well, we're working on that.
0: You are? Yeah. You working on a book?
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. A Christmas cat book? No. Okay. Oh man, that would have been. <laughs> Wait, well, no. tell us about the book. Are you I allowed to? No,
1: I can't really say much yet, but okay. yeah, that's.
2: A children's those book? Those
1: things though? are in the works. That okay. makes sense. What
0: else, what else are you working on or doing?
1: Well, we're about to start a new season, um, so that's exciting.
0: And you can't. I can't disclose. And is it the same?
2: Like, is it the same? It's going to
1: be a little bit different, okay. and it's going to be an hour every week.
2: Ooh, yeah. whoa! Uh-huh. That's a big deal. Yeah. And so yeah. you're done filming that? No, like, okay. you're about to film you're about that. To We've start we've
1: done some filming, okay. but we're we haven't been full time.
2: Okay.
0: Because of the crazy world that we live so in. So you're about sure. to ramp up into
1: about to ramp up
0: into busy season again.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, it's mm-hmm. about to get a little a little more crazy.
2: With your new... Simplistic. Yes. Pauses. With my new teacup. Yeah, uh-huh. I like it. I love it. <laughs> so
0: season three. Season three. We got a a secret mm-hmm. book, the Christmas cat.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, secret book slash Christmas cat book. I'm just <laughs> gonna speak that. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, that's coming. Christmas oh, Christmas I don't cat. Know. I'm looking. That's
1: in the repertoire, but I'm I'll looking, see. I'm I'm
2: Karis is gonna help write that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, she yeah, would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and th- anything anything else fun or
0: I mean that's a lot already um, in and of itself. Yeah,
1: I think that might be oh. all. That's a lot. Right now.
0: What what do you where do you see yourself in five years? Oh. Like what's do you have mm-hmm. goals now? I know you said you intentionally didn't have goals. You know
1: I still don't really do goals. You
0: don't do goals. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: I I love it. I go to anti-goals. The, that's the opposite uh, of every business book. I'm, and I, so, I you know, know what? I love that. Yeah, I seriously love that. I'm because so into goals you, and stuff. You do have goals, like you know, you know, like, but they're just not goals that are might be the standard goals. Like you probably do if you really thought about it, and you're like, you know, because I want to spend this much time with my family. I want to mm-hmm. do this with my family. They're not going to might be business goals, but you have them probably.
0: Do you have a, a vision of like? Where you want to be on some level, like or what you want to be doing, or I haven't checked this off my bucket list yet.
1: I mean, I would love to have a cooking show eventually. Oh, cool. I love cooking and my times on the Food Network. I've just loved it. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to speak that into existence. All right. Um, and uh, um, I mean, I would love to just keep doing products and just expand my product that. line, different mm-hmm. categories. Um, I would even love to do like a clothing line eventually. Um, You know, I have all sorts of little dreams like that. But I also just feel like if you're working your hardest and being smart about what you're doing and thoughtful that, you know, just kind of see what comes and what happens. I'm definitely strategic. Like I don't just wait for things to happen. You've
0: chased them down.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have to be thoughtful about what you're doing and, and your path and everything. But... I, I guess I just don't want to be, I feel like if I'm putting out my best and doing my best work, I don't want to be disappointed if I don't reach a goal. So goals seem like a good way for me to be sad and not like take joy in what
2: has happened and what is happening. Mm -hmm. I, I think, yeah, I mean, they These things didn't just come upon you, right? Like it's all hard work that has led to opportunities. And then whenever you saw an opportunity that was worth it and that you could do it at the time that didn't sacrifice something else in your life or family in your life, Mm -hmm. you chase it down. And you don't just chase it. You like go and like grab it and crush it. (laughs) And I'm going to research it, teach, make my own online or make my own course to to study Uh something, right? Like so – I, I definitely think there's a lot more strategy and like hard work than you're letting on or like your humility, like humble attitudes letting on, but um, it, it's, co- it comes through for sure. Did you, did you ever
0: have any like imposter syndrome at any point?
1: Oh yeah. From, because from... I'm not, you know, I don't have a design degree. Yeah. So yes. I mean, for years, I wouldn't even say that I was a designer. Mm-hmm. I just said I liked home stuff.
2: <laughs> I home stuff. <laughs> I just kind of do this thing. Yeah. Because be on TV. I don't know. Maybe you not. know,
1: education has always been so important to me and, um, I just didn't feel like I could say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, now I feel way more comfortable, mm. <laughs> but yes, of course. I mean, you know, and even not having a background in TV or
3: mm-hmm. in yeah. any of
1: these things that I do now, um, there's definitely been some imposter syndrome, for mm-hmm. sure. But
0: do you feel like now that you're like I like I've got this?
1: Yeah, I always see ways that I can improve. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll always think I'll always be thinking about ways that I can be better, you mm-hmm. know, and do things better. But yeah, I, I definitely think that there are elements of this that I'm naturally good at i like talking to people hmm. a lot <laughs> okay. and i like diving into them and design is just a way for me to do that
2: mm-hmm. hmm. um okay i have some quick questions that i want to know like tv questions like r- kind of rapid questions okay, let's let's, let's, do, let's go into the rapid land okay
3: and oh. rapid uh,
2: what is uh like Funniest or biggest mistake that you've made on camera so far like if you like ripped a big fart one time or something like that (laughs) (laughs) Or like, uh, you know, like said something you weren't supposed to like funny moment on camera that you regret. Oh, that's funny like
1: um Not really a funny moment there or two times that I've been filming And it's just when I've been really tired I've been talking and then just like randomly started crying (laughs) Okay, <laughs> to where we had to stop filming for the day. So that's
2: not like a blooper reel. That's like you know, that's like uh, overworked. Yeah, that's yeah. Like but small. there's
1: other times where like you know bugs fly into your mouth. Uh, or, oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, there's all sorts of stuff like that. But there have been a couple times where, and they've been so sweet about it. Like okay, well,
2: time to take a and break. I'm
1: like, and then we're gonna. Oh my you
3: know, gosh. Like, yeah. So you know,
2: if anything, your kids have done like. Like, did they, like, completely, like, ruin the scene, like, right where you're about to do? I don't know. Oh. Like, kids are hysterical. They
1: like, are hysterical. um <laughs> There was one time that uh, one of my children was going to the bathroom in the backyard, and he had positioned himself, like...
2: Facing the camera. Yeah,
1: because the, the, <laughs> the porta potty at the place was filled up, like... Yeah.
2: It, and he yeah. was like, "I'm not
1: doing that." So he went in the backyard, and he didn't realize that he
2: was in the camera view, being filmed, mm-hmm. taking a pee that in the backyard. Is, that's loving. Cool. I like that. That's
0: good. <laughs> do you ha- do you have a favorite like color, and not like are you blue or red, but like a favorite like paint color that you're like, I just I use, I've used it a lot, like.
1: Um, yeah, I really love uh, Benjamin Moore Constellation.
0: Constellation. Mm-hmm. Okay. What color is that?
1: It's like this very, very light, light blue color. Oh. And it looks different at different times of the day and it just always looks good.
0: Nice. Okay. Do mm-hmm. you, you have a favorite shade of white?
1: Chantilly Lace.
0: And who is that Benjamin Moore? Yes. Wait,
1: Benjamin what, Moore has great that? colors.
0: They do. Yeah. What,
2: what is that one called? Chantilly Lace. Chantilly Lace. I feel, I feel like It's we've not used too that before.
1: white. It's not too cream. I don't know these things. It's real good.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right I, well,
0: I, I knew you' would have a good answer for that um do you have so a designer like I'm assuming you care a lot about vibe yeah. at restaurants or hotels? Mm-hmm. do you have like a favorite restaurant or hotel or like place you' all go that I love the vibe whether and that could be locally or that could be just on vacations or traveling like I just love this hotel well, or restaurant or space
1: mm. I'm actually working on a restaurant in Houston right now.
0: That you're you're designing? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah.
1: And I normally don't do a ton of out commercial. Well, it's in a ton of commercial or a ton of out of town projects just mm-hmm. because it's hard for me to leave. <laughs> um, but I'm loving it. Like I would love to do more commercial. I think it's 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 using a story in a different way, Mm -hmm. um, where it's not people based. It's more of like vibe based, like Mm -hmm. that. And I love crafting that story. I think that's so fun and great and interesting. Um, But I guess
0: what is is the restaurant? Can you tell? Can you say what it is?
1: No, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I should yet. Yeah, Um, but. This pops in my head just because we went there recently, but I love the, I went to the proper hotel in Austin for the first time.
0: That's super cool.
1: It's super cool. I love it because it is, um, it has a modern feel, but it has a lot of vintage in it, Mm -hmm. which I think is just the, uh, such a cool mix and what I really try to do. And it was just so interesting to see it.
0: We stayed at the one in San Francisco. And loved it. Yeah. Super, super vibey.
1: Yeah, I love it. Um, there's a couple of hotels um, in New York that I love, too. And, of course, I'm blanking on the name of them.
2: That's okay. <laughs> It'll come to yeah. me in, like, five minutes. Favorite restaurant in Fort Worth?
1: Oh, I love Shinjuku Station. I yeah. mean, you know, we, we're we so lucky where we live. We can walk everywhere. Yeah. So we walk a lot to eat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love Shinjuku Station a it's lot. It's so great.
2: Well, you um, could go out in your backyard and maybe, like, shoot squirrels yeah, or something. We love or? To, yeah, we
1: love to—we don't shoot squirrels.
2: <laughs> just, oh, yeah, We are sorry. friendly to squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Was, this, you know, can't, can't get too, too rustic out there in the woods. We walk
1: Ascension almost every weekend. Oh,
2: yeah, that's right. HG great. supplies right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I love—I I, I excuse—I um, mean, I, I love Melt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I walk there or run there, I feel like I'm really doing good.
0: Yeah. yeah, You've earned it. Yeah. You've earned it a little bit. Oh my
1: gosh. Yes.
0: We, so we love that. We had Carrie on. She was one of our guests on, oh, the, she's on the podcast. Terrific. Yeah. Um, if you could give your old, like your younger self any advice mm-hmm. or or, any, or anyone who's just up and coming in, in the design world or, or wants to, to have done, you know, what you do, what advice would you give?
1: Yeah. Work hard and ask questions. Okay. I mean, you know, so much of I feel like where I got is because, for example, the first time that I did a Pottery Barn gig, it was a silly thing where they said, "Hey, we'll send you these costumes for free," which you know, Pottery Barn costumes like a hundred bucks so at the time. I was like, "Yes, send them my way," and they're like, "Hey, can like you like Halloween costumes?" Halloween okay. costumes. Pottery Barn said, "We'll send you these Halloween costumes." We're not gonna pay you. Like you got paid zero dollars. But um can you style this shoot with your kids in these Halloween costumes? And I, you know, did a great job. Uh-huh. And so they hired me from there and then I, you know, expanded it into their other companies. Wow. But, you know, if you and even like with styling shoots for magazines, it's not like someone just called and said, hey, Grace, come style this magazine shoot. No, it was that I knew people that were doing that. So whenever they did uh, local things like Better Homes and Gardens, they would come in and do local things. I would say, hey, can I come help? Can I bring coffee? Can I? And for so free. I would just. Yes, mm-hmm. for free for free. Right? And yeah. sometimes I would even help and do things and like,
0: just to be around it, just and learn. to be
1: around it and learn and see how th- these things worked. And of course I never, you know, a lot of those things that you do, you don't get credit for, you don't get paid for, um, for those things, but you're just there. And so I would always take everything that came to me and try to go the extra mile.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, I really think that's a, a great way to, get noticed and to move ahead. And even like the interns that I've had that I've hired on later are are the 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 hungriest
0: ones. Yes. That
1: were like show up early or, um, you know, not want, you know, just do these extra things, be thoughtful about what's happening and how they can help. Mm.
0: That's cool. That's great advice.
1: Yeah. And then like ask questions from people that you trust and are doing it. And hopefully you'll get someone that, you know, is willing to talk with you, um, about these things, but, you know, ask people questions and, and learn all you can.
0: Selfishly. That's one of the reasons we're doing this podcast. I get an excuse to sit down and ask people how they <laughs> yeah. got to be successful.
1: Well, it's never easy, right? I mean, it's never. Easy. there have been plenty of times where I have sat on my front porch and just bawled Mm -hmm. because things didn't go right or they weren't going right. Or I felt like I was messing up in this area or I'd made mistakes and I had to figure out how to fix it. You know, no one is perfect and no one is going to, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to go on any path to any goal that you have and not screw up. Mm -hmm. So if you know, going in, I'm going to to screw up and I just need to figure out how to fix it, then you're going to be okay. Like, don't let it crush you.
2: Mm, That's good. Get up. Get up
1: hmm
2: That's great. So uh, last question we always ask is, is legacy. It's about legacy. Mm. It may be too soon to ask, you know. But, <laughs> <hope> uh, so. <laughs> you know. Um But, you know, whenever 20, 30, 40 years even, mm-hmm. right, um, what do you want legacy to look like? Maybe you might not know the whole picture yet, right? But for now, like the, even the last last 10 years, what do you want people to say, people to remember like kids to think of what do you, what do you what does that look like for you
1: I would like to think that every person that comes in contact with me could walk away feeling um like they were important and that their story mattered mm. and i you know so now i i do this through design you know i really dig into people and and i want their home to reflect them i never want a space that i do to walk in and someone say like, oh grace mitchell did this right you know mm-hmm. i went i love it when people tell me that other people come in and say oh my gosh this looks just like you mm-hmm. um That's cool. i i love that and um i think for me it's just so many people move so quickly through life and you don't you don't reflect on who you are and what you've done and i think if people could fully realize that they are here for a reason and a specific purpose and that what they do and how they interact matters. Like if everyone felt that way, what a huge impact that would make on our world. Right. And so I want everyone to come in contact with me to take that away that they are, Mm. that, um, you know, that, that who they are and their being is important and matters. And I think that would be a wonderful legacy to leave. I, I don't know. I, I like that much better than grace made pretty stuff,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But that goes back to the original when Kent handed you the journal
3: mm-hmm.
0: and said, what, what, like, what, write your story. You're right. The, the idea for a story style. Yeah. That's the idea, right? That right. Everybody has a story and you're sharing mm-hmm. and you get to create it and shape it. it. It's cool that it's cool to hear you talk about that in the context of that's also like how you started and why you started and like the spark that, launch this whole thing
1: yeah i just want people to feel known and i think Mm -hmm. for me um it just it took me a long long time to know myself um i I was a late bloomer in pretty much like every area (laughs) and um i just i want i want people to feel like they know they are seen and that they know themselves and that what, who they are and what they are is impactful. It just, it's so, that's so important to me and it's really at the heart of all that I do in my life.
2: Well, I think that if anybody actually listens to this, this whole thing and, (laughs) and they like, and and they actually just get to spend some time with you. That's not just your, Persona on TV, right? Like that comes across. Um, if they take time to see and know you, they I think that they'll see that genuineness, that authenticity that wants people to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty neat.
0: And it's, I I would argue it's probably a, a, some of your secret to your success. I agree. Is that you have you have been so intentional with doing that and trying to do that, and that's been your mission. Mm-hmm. It hasn't just been about pretty stuff. It's been about that.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And I I think uh, you know God's given you favor and blessed blessed a lot of it because of that spirit and attitude and people see it and have felt that way. And so they like it and yeah.
1: Right. Well, it makes it, and it, you know, Kent has been, my husband has been so, um, key to really developing that in me and just knowing if I am putting my, my best out and, and, and doing everything with, with honesty and with the best intentions, then, you know, no matter what the world throws at me that I can stand and say, I've done all that I can, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I, I really, I live by that with intention and also protection. Mm -hmm. You know, this world is hard and crazy. And, um, you know, when you're on TV, it opens you up to a lot of things that aren't so awesome. And, uh, some of that has been difficult to, to do critics, Critics, um, critics for sure. Uh, people that, Um, you know, want to find bad stuff because you're on TV, people that want to accuse you of things that aren't true. Um, You know, you just really, you open yourself up and, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, even like attention that you don't necessarily want. um, It's some of that is a real, is a real challenge, but you know, there's been, there's been so much good to come out of this. And, um, I've never really doubted, even in some, in some hard days, I've never really doubted that I wasn't where I should be because I see so much fruit Mm. from, um, you know, the show and the impact and, um, you know, how we get to touch people and, and, you know, how that in turn has changed their lives Mm -hmm. to an extent.
0: That's awesome. It definitely has.
1: Well, thank you for joining us
0: and sharing all this, man. You were, you were super vulnerable and honest and, and what a cool story.
1: Well, Well, I, I never want, it's so easy when you see people who, you know, have done cool things, um, to not feel, I don't, I just, I never want to make anyone feel bad about who they are and where they're at. So I, I feel like it's important to share when you had success to share like, Hey, I have struggled mm-hmm. and, um, this has not always been easy. And I'm, a, a, a real person that forgets purple shirt day at school and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, burns stuff sometimes and, you know, screws up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: you're a real human. Yep. Yeah, a real human. That's right. That's cool. We did a really good job of portraying that, and and uh, thank you for for sharing and being honest about that. It was yeah. Really, yeah. really this is fun. This really was kind of fun.
0: We also never got into the fact that I don't know if you know. You probably know this. That can't save my
2: life. Do you know that? I do you remember do that? know that yeah. can't save your life. Just just uh, like. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. This, this was probably like yeah. 10, 15 years ago. We're going to add this on. And we're going to cut this episode and then we're going to put this on bonus, at <laughs> the bonus, bonus reel.
0: But yeah, I, I drove a four wheeler into a barbed wire fence going like 50 miles an hour. I remember. Kent was there and went into like rock star doctor mode and like picked me up and unwrapped the barbed wire and like. Put pressure and tied yeah. stuff and took me to the hospital and I I like could have and would have and should have died and he like superheroed
1: yeah I he, I remember him calling me and him being real worried like I just <laughs> I hope it'll be okay but you know it's funny I Kent is so much of a like stand in the scenes uh-huh. guy stand in the background guy um, and so it's so funny to me that. I, you know, and obviously I'm in front of a camera, but so much of what I do and how I've evolved and changed is because I have a spouse who has loved me and supported me and, you know, and we've walked through this together and that hasn't always been easy. You know, like my life and my role has changed so much. Mm -hmm. And I read this thing the other day that said something like, when you get married, you don't realize that you're going to have to marry that person over and over and over and mm-hmm. over again. And that's, that's so true because, you know, the grace that had tiny little kids is is different from the grace that has older kids and a TV show. And, you know, Kent in residency is different than the Kent um, that went through, you know, he did, sem- he graduated seminary. And, you know, I mean, he's such a neat person and you are not the only life that he's saved. Like we, there was a guy that had passed out behind Mellis on uh-huh. Vickery. Like Kent had to CPR that guy. There
2: was a... <laughs> He had to CPR
3: him.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, you
2: know,
1: he works his magic. Like, we yeah. we were on a date one night and came upon this car. We were Kent loves to drive, like, take back roads, and we we're on this back road. And this, we had come upon this lady who had flipped over. Her car was upside down, and wow. she had a baby in the back seat. And she was freaking out because she couldn't get to the baby. And so, like, Kent goes and gets the baby. He just, I mean, Superhero. He's just that guy superhero. that like swoops
3: in.
0: Superhero. But
1: you know, he he uses those skills when yeah. he needs to.
0: Well y- y'all are a superhero hero couple. <laughs> it's a uh... I we don't I don't get to see you guys a ton, but I'm just huge fans of of both of you. Huge oh, fans of what you. you've done. So proud of you. Mm-hmm. Super thankful for him.
1: Uh, I'm glad he saved you. Uh, yeah,
0: me <laughs> too. <laughs> well, this is a pleasure. This was a treat. Can't wait to see season three, mm-hmm. and just excited to see what's next. And uh, look forward to the children's cat book, Christmas cat coming <laughs> out. All right, we're, we're thank done. You we're so thank you guys so much. Thanks. Congratulations, you made it all the way to the end. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Stories with Soul. If you enjoyed the interview and like what you heard, please help us out and share, subscribe, and like anywhere you listen to podcasts. When you share and subscribe, it is insanely helpful and allows us to keep producing new episodes. You can always join us directly in the studio by watching the video version on our website, 6thavstorytelling.com. Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6 Ave Storytelling, an organic marketing company building standout brands on the foundation of story. You're obsessed with your business, and we want to make the world obsessed with it too. Thanks for listening.